Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live. How's everybody doing on this Tuesday? Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, and our good buddy Chris Watkins joining us. It's crazy outside. Uh, is it ever going to stop with this weather? I know I'm sounding like an old person going, hey, how about this weather outside? But, dude, it's been insane. Like, I, I Have yeah. we ever seen this much rain? The wind is going crazy. Ah, it looks no. bad. No. Yeah, I, it is bad right I now. I hate this. I hate this so much. Like, I cannot stand the rain. Why, but, do you, why do you hate it so much? It's just depressing. Like, it's just, it brings yes. my mood down. And, like, I already don't want to go outside and do things. But when it's raining, I have the natural excuse of, like, I'm not doing it. It's raining. And so it's just, it's just not happening. Mentally, Can I'm I... not going. Physically, I'm not. Chris, you know what? You saying that because you're so right. Like, it, it, it stops us from, like, wanting to do our hair, get ready, go places, whatever. But here's a perspective, you guys. Maybe the rain is a good way. Shut up, dude. Maybe the rain is a good way to like slow us all down from our everyday lives. Yeah, and, and like slow us down and oh. prevent us from being effective. Oh. To prevent us from doing anything to create chaos on our roadways. I can do a day of rain, two days of rain. I don't need like I I, I don't live in Seattle, right? I okay. didn't plan on living in Seattle. Yep. But okay. this world is changing and it's either raining it's twenty five days out of the month or it's 120. This is where we live now. This is just what it's at. It's windy outside. The power's probably gonna go out at some point. Great. Great. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Oh no, I need God. some sun. I'm not even Mr. Sun Guy either. It's not like I'm out in a tank top showing off my yeah. ripped muscles. My physique is unbelievable. But I just need a little just give me give me a little sun. Can I get two days of sun? Just two just two days, Chris. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. I, I at this point I just want to see it. I, I haven't seen it in a while. And then the second I see it, to your point, Deuce, like I'm done. Then I'm like, yeah. all right, like it's way too hot. Like <laughs> Where did the rain go? Like, can I get some shade around here? That's my, I mean, here I am complaining about California weather, but that's my real beef. It's like, it's yeah. either, like you said, it's either, it's, it's an extreme. It's either freezing and raining and super windy outside, or it's 115 degrees and you're not stepping outside either. And I realize I'm going to sound like an old man right now. No, you already have, but please oh, really? proceed. No. Is that an old man thing? I think there are young people listening going, yeah, this kind of sucks. I hate okay. the rain. Seriously. Okay, what's your As thing? a young person, you want to go outside, shoot some hoops, ride some bikes when you're like a teenager? Wait, like you now you sound old. Now you yeah, sound old. That's what I did as a kid. You're <laughs> yeah, in your mid-30s acting oh, like yeah, you right. have <laughs> time to go shoot some hoops outside if it wasn't rainy and windy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a kid, that's what you would do. You'd be outside. No, it's but called video games. They you're right. Technology. I totally forgot. You, they don't. Kids don't go outside even when the weather's nice. They're just on their phones and they're... Yep. Playing video games all the time, playing Warzone, killing me in Warzone, and I'm getting pissed yep. at a 13 year old. Um, <laughs> but I've had to clean out my gutters like twice. I was outside. <laughs> oh, now you stand. sound angry. Cleaning out my gutters. <laughs> now, this is when no. you know you're getting old. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. No, I, get, I, no. Do you get on a ladder with, in the rain? No, I, I <laughs> yes, I get on a ladder. What that sounds, I, is that how you're supposed to do things? Get on a ladder to clean out gutters. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah. the way. I mean, I don't know what else. Other a ladder in the rain. Oh, it in just... the rain. I mean, it's oh. fine. Yeah, I, no, I... it just sounds like you shouldn't do that. Wow. Using a ladder in the rain. Yeah. 
Check your ladder. Yeah. Stabilize your ladder. Wear mm-hmm. appropriate clothing. That's, okay. That's kind of what go. you do. Okay. No matter what. If it's nice, I'll stay. Wow. Whatever. You're such, you're such a man. I'm a dad. <laughs> what, play the Home Depot music. You know, on TikTok. <laughs> uh, I love that music. Me too. It's very yeah. catchy. Um, yeah, we have a lot to get to on the show today. Of course, yeah, it's gross outside. But we have a lot to break down with the Sacramento Kings last night. Losing at home to the Milwaukee Bucks. So we got Chris Watkins hanging out with us this hour. Coming up at noon, Frankie Cardicelli. Splitting you guys up today. Yes. And then Taz Mellis from No Dunks, Inc. is going to be in the building. Get uh, kind of the national perspective on what's happening around the NBA universe. Uh, Also, the Sacramento Kings, obviously. So there's a lot. You got NFL free agency. We're going to have truth or trash. We're going to have some fun today. So if you're in your office right now, you're welcome. Yeah, because it's raining outside yeah. and you have nothing better to yes, do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's start with last night. Chris, I know I heard you talking about it, but, you know, it, it's one of those games that you don't feel, like, terrible about because I wanted to see how the Kings were going to handle taking punches last night against a great team. Uh, we're talking about a championship-caliber team in the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis played, and I'm glad they saw that test. Giannis did his thing, 46 points. He was unbelievable. But overall... I'm like, I, I liked how the Kings played. I know the defense was not great down the stretch. I'm aware of that. But they went toe-to-toe with probably the best team in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, I, I really don't feel much of any negative feelings after last night. I mean, you mentioned, yeah, they played pretty much a full-strength Bucks teams. They didn't have Joe Ingles last night. But I don't, you know, I don't really know if that's adding a whole nother layer uh, to their to their team but yeah that was they got the full Giannis experience too I mean him he dropped 46 uh they got a real legitimate heavyweight punch uh from, from a really good team you mentioned they're a championship team not only are, have they won championships but they've been in the playoffs multiple years they've won series they've lost series this is a team that is the almost the complete opposite of what we're we hear from this Kings team of like you know obviously the Kings don't have a lot of that quote-unquote experience this is a team that they played last night full of experience and you know it it, yesterday was just a a learning lesson of yeah this is why people say you have to play for 48 minutes long because they played in my opinion 45 incredibly great minutes of Mm. real legitimate playoff intensity and then the last three minutes just kind of got away from them and and it was really just compounding mistakes and it it snowballed so quick that before you even knew it it went from oh the kings really might pull this out to oh yeah this this game is is it's over and morgan we we talk so much about and we've heard the noise from some people going yeah the kings seemingly are taking on a lot of shorthanded teams lately yeah. right and they're taking advantage of that the kings have been healthy what i really liked about last night besides as chris mentioned joe ingles and west matthews both teams had their guys. Yep. And I think the Bucks probably walked away going, damn, these Kings play hard. Yeah, well, they play hard and they'll get into you and not back, back down. But um, that, I think before the game when we knew Giannis was questionable, we were all kind of like, yeah, it could be a, a good way to get a W, but we want to see it. We want to see the test. We want to see the competition. We're there because now we have that cushion of 
the Kings are in the playoffs this season, no matter what, right? And so knowing that they actually haven't clinched yet. They haven't. Yeah, actually, no. Good point. They have not clinched the playoffs. Okay, no, it's a good. It's honestly kind of a good point. You just never know. Ah, and I hate saying things out loud that aren't true. Um, but but you do feel confident, and you want to be able to keep getting better even before the postseason. That's what Mike Brown wants for his squad. Why do you think you see these guys develop and get better each and every game? And they they truly step up to every test in front of them, whether it's a good team lacking some of their star players or it's a bad team and they got to stick it to them. And that's why this next road trip is really important, but I know we'll get to that later. I think the other thing I really like last night, you're taking on a good Bucks defense. One, Giannis, yeah. Defensive Player of the Year candidate, it seems like, every year. Brooke Lopez, I mean, I feel like he might be the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year this year. He's getting a lot of love right now. And you know what Drew Holiday can do. It's a team, as Chris mentioned, too. They've been playing together for a long time. They're locked in. They're in sync. This Kings offense still put buckets on them. They, yeah. they really, I mean, I, I loved how much pace they were playing with. The ball was moving around. They weren't settling. They did a little bit, but... The Bucks take things away from you, right? Mm-hmm. You want they to take away the everything. They're good. I mean, yeah. we know how they are at protecting the paint. They allow some threes. This Kings team knocked down some threes, but it wasn't like they were just totally settling. They did have some threes they settled for, but overall, the Kings offense was clicking. Yeah, you mentioned how yeah, they they definitely impacted the paint for sure. Brooke Lopez being in there, you saw a couple times where where guys were just like, I'm not trying to take this body contact and they kind of were fading out. Um, yeah, the, the, they definitely made the Kings kind of rely a lot more on their threes. I think they took 51 threes last night, which is pretty, you know, they, they, yeah. they say that they want to take 40. Uh, That's almost half then, their they, shots. Yeah. And Fox it, had 12 yeah. attempts. Yeah, that was the thing. That was what really stuck out to me was De'Aaron, if anybody was settling. It looked like he was definitely comfortable taking that three-point shot. He hit five of them, but... Uh, you know, I, I think if if you're an opposing team and you will you make De'Aaron Fox take 12 threes, that feels like a win for them. Um, but it was good to see to, to Morgan's earlier point. It was good to see Giannis play because I think a big thing, especially mentally in these kind of games, is leaving zero doubt. Mm. Like you don't want to if the Kings were to have competed last night and barely lost, which they kind of did with uh, without Giannis in there. It would have been, you know, oh, well, how does this go with him in? Or even if mm-hmm. they did win, it would have been, okay, yeah, we beat the Bucs. Did we beat them at really their best? At least now you know that's what it looks like when that team is at full strength. They're fully humming. You get, like I mentioned, a 46-point Giannis performance. It's not going to get much more difficult than that. Like, Dude, if, you can, was... if you can survive that, you're chilling. It was such a great game, too. It, just from a basketball yeah. perspective, that was a fun game to watch. And really yeah. quick, I want to just go back to what you were saying about the defense of the Bucks and how they were altering shots. Before this game, the Bucks were holding opponents to 45% shooting from the field, second lowest Ooh. in the NBA, 34.5% from three, third lowest, and 51.1% on two-point attempts, which is the lowest in the league. And so, <clears throat> look what – it doesn't matter if – if they're contesting shots, their long arms are disrupting shots, disrupting offenses. So then you're not making the best move, the best play that you can make. They do such a great job uh, capitalizing on their length. Um, but I mean, they have some freaks of nature in the middle of the key that why would you want? It's 
you can't go up in them. I know when yeah. when they were taking on Rudy Gobert, it's like go into his chest. He's gonna go back. You can create some of that space. But with the athleticism of Giannis and even Brooke Lopez, his ability to stretch the floor offensively, but then be able to move um, pretty well for such a big guy, it's just a tough matchup. I saw Boonholzer after the game when he was talking to me. I was like, this was like a 15 round boxing match. You just saw a guy, it was physical, guys going back and forth. You had Sabonis and Lopez going on it. By the way, Sabonis had a monster night monster. going up against Brooke Lopez. Again, Defensive Player of the Year, Brooke Lopez. Yes. And Sabonis no got his. The most shocking stat that we talked about, by the way, Sabonis took zero free throws. That's a joke. That's a joke. We got to talk more about this game coming up. Also, we got to get into the Trey Lyles, Brooke Lopez skirmish. Ooh. Very interesting. It's always fun how fans <laughs> talk about this from both sides. When really, it wasn't Lyles. It wasn't Brooke Lopez. Yeah. It was Mr. Nice Guy Giannis who started everything. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about guys. it next. It's Deuce and Mo. We're back in 60 seconds on the radio side. And we're always live. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. And at Sacktown Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan, we are live hanging out with Chris Watkins, who's in the second week of his brand new live and local show. It airs from 10 to 11 right here on Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com. Chris is doing an awesome job with that. And also, if you uh, watch us on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140, where we stay live during the breaks, you would have seen uh, the dogs making an appearance. Bojack made an appearance. Ruby's in the building. Oh, so, I just love dogs. So the best. Oh, oh look who's up. Oh, Carlin, are you, oh, 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 I'm a, I'm a sleepy Carlin. Hey, what's up? Oh, and he snorts. He snort. He snort. Now you're being a little shy right now. Yeah, Carlin's a guy. So, so good. <laughs> All right. Well, we've been talking We're about weird. last night's uh, Kings-Bucks <laughs> game where the Bucks won 133 to 124. The Kings have not scored fewer than 122 points since the All-Star break, and they just put up a ton on the Suns, mm-hmm. 124 on the Bucks, but it falls short. The Kings' defense down the straight down the stretch wasn't great. The Bucks locked in too. The Bucks were unbelievable to see them get going. But it was kind of late in the game that that people are talking about today, where Trey Lyles and Brooke Lopez got into it. I don't know if there's going to be a suspension, um, but there's definitely an issue. But it all started with Giannis. Can we all acknowledge that today? I saw the angle from Sean Cunningham from Fox 40 put it out. Giannis, for whatever reason, dribbling out the ball, comes out of his way, veering right to dribble right in front of Trey Lyles. Lyles fouls him because he's Mm -hmm. irritated. Giannis kind of slyly holds his arm for a second, and Lyles pushes him. And then Lopez does what a great teammate does. Stand up for your guy. You don't touch my guy like that. They go face-to-face. Lyles with the push. Looks like he grabbed his throw. He got a little crazy there for a second. What do you guys think of that late-game skirmish? Go, Chris. It's good to see. It was good to see. <laughs> yeah, you mean, liked I, it, huh? <laughs> I can't lie. Yeah. 
I did like it. I did like it. I know. I, I saw I was watching uh the post game and I saw Morgan and Matt always had to like temper their we're not condoning this. I'm not saying I condone this, but this is good. I, you know, I, I hate that broadcasters even have to say that. It's like, no, this game is competitive. Anyone who played basketball knows it gets physical right. sometimes, and you're gonna get, you're gonna push somebody. You're gonna stand up for your teammate. That's what it's about. Can I just say, I never said I don't condone this. And Matt said it once. Okay. I heard Katie say it on the yeah. broadcast once. But then someone yelled at me today because they, I think, because they thought I was Katie, and so they're like, "You say you don't condone this, but you like it." And I was like, "One, I never said that. I just said I liked it." Okay, so um, let's be real. The other funny bit to, to add to that, Henry Turner on the on the radio broadcast was like, "Back in my day, we'd have thrown punches." I'm like, "No, it's good. It's good that they didn't like try to knock each other out." Okay, God, Henry. we don't need what, to like have a. Dr- was fine. Yeah, yeah, yes. it was fine. No, I, I'm with you, Chris. I kind of liked it from both sides. Like, I, yeah. you know, I think so many times this stuff happens and we try to criticize, like, hey, I can't believe Giannis did that. That's a joke. Uh, Lyle should have done that. It's like, you know what? It's kind of petty stuff. Giannis was yeah. just trolling a little bit. They had been playing physical the entire game. I'm sure there was some jaw jacking between the two throughout. Giannis decided to mess with them. Lyle's didn't like it, pushed back, and Lopez stood up for his guy. I'm I'm cool with that. I would much rather do that than have Lyles just kind of walk away. And go, yeah, it's fine. Do yeah. whatever you want, Giannis. I I think my favorite part about it is that I mean, you know, Chris and I. Wait, you have another animal? It's a cat. cat. Oh yeah, my this, god! So- this is Hallie. She's named definitely after Tyrese Halliburton. So. Oh, hi, Hallie. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm. You know, I take that. No. I kick that. I would kick that nope. stupid cat nope. to Indiana. So again, and no. give me a cat named Sabonis. No, no. Okay, he's Sabby? finding his inner, inner inner fighter right it's now. It's not a tabby cat. It's a sabby cat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, you know, Chris being a Trey Bay. I mean, we yeah, obviously as we love as we are. We love when we get to see Trey Lyles show so much emotion we've seen it after like a dunk or a big play but seeing him have that fire have that competitiveness about him you already know it's there but when you just you see it with your own eyes show on his body language show in um a heated moment i think that was one of my favorite things about it because it showed the passion that one another have for each other on this team yeah, no, and it feels like every team needs that guy that is, like, ready to go. And I don't know if Trey is that guy necessarily, but it's good to know that, again, like, these guys aren't, aren't a, like, they're not going to get punked. They're not just going to sit there and let you, you know, treat them like they're any other team. Like, these yeah. guys really want you to know, like, you have to respect the fact that we just gave you 45 minutes of hell. And, yeah, you guys might have pulled it out in the end, but – you're you're going to respect us and you're not just going to talk talk about us and and move on to the next game and that's kind of what Mike Brown said after the game as well is like we're not taking this like you, oh yeah let's hear you know let's play it cuz that fired me up Chris let's hear yeah, Mike it, Brown it, after it the game 100% you know I don't know what happened but so we ain't taking no from nobody Woo! trust mm-hmm. me on that and they all going to have each other's back in there that don't mean we're going to go out there and start something we're not but we're going to stand up for ourselves and each other. So I had zero issue with what Mike Brown just said. I also have zero issue with what Trey Lyles did. Zero issue with what Brooke Lopez did. 
That's right. it. Yeah. If anyone, it's like Giannis, Giannis was trolling. Yeah. That's it. And I'm not even that mad at it. It's dude, it's yeah. basketball. Be petty. You just yeah. drop 46 points. Do what you want. I just love that that happened last night. It's cool for the game. Yeah. I'm I love that type of emotion and fire. These are two teams going at it. And I think maybe the Bucks walked away respecting Sacramento for how they fought, not only in the game. We get a little chippy late. I had a little emotion. And it didn't feel fluky, Chris. That was the other thing I liked about it. It just felt like, oh, this is real. They have guys that are willing to throw down if they're getting punked at the end. You know, like not just because they're losing on the basketball floor. It was like, oh, no, this guy's punking me. He's trolling me, whatever he's doing. And I'm not going to take it. I just Mm -hmm. think, I, I, I think, too, if we looked at, another team and if they did this to us like i told deuce i was like yeah honestly i'd be like what the hell is that guy thinking and oh i'm so glad you know sabonis stood up for his teammate and all these things sure it's it's part of our fandom that is also going to have our biases when talking about this but at the same time when you look at the amount of sacramento kings teams that we haven't had that have this about them that's mm-hmm. why it's so much more special. That's where I know I'd be a good judge because, like, I I, I looked at both sides fairly, and it wouldn't even yeah. if you change up the role uh, the roles a little bit. Yeah, I would have felt the same way. I'd be like, yeah, I'm cool with everything. Except Giannis, you're going to no, jail. No, Giannis, we're not. Giannis, you're fine. You're okay, fine. I see what you're doing, but let's not. The funniest thing with Giannis is he veered right and then he left the scene of the crime, okay? <laughs> he did, yeah. He was nowhere to be seen in that skirmish. I don't know if you saw Mike Brown's poor little self was like being tumbled by the uh, by the entire pile. I was Sabonis like, got in, in the, the middle round. of that too. I know, and I'm like, your hand, my guy, please. Like, in his pretty face. I was like, you already get hit in the face enough and his face was right in between the two and I'm like, yeah. well, if he takes a blow to the face though, it's like, he's definitely a he's robot. It. It's metal, yeah, yeah. yeah. He took three, I think, last night in the first quarter quarter Ooh. no fouls though yeah no no fouls Ooh. at all um do you think we'll see any suspensions i hope yeah. not I you, so. but yeah you do i think lyles I, gets a game yeah. yeah i think lyles gets a game maybe two but two? I, I yeah he no no no, no there no. was there was definitely Did, how many how many games did dylan brooks get, get oh. for the hitting in the was balls? it two look it up as you look yeah. it up really quick too chris i wanted to say the disrespect Bill Kennedy had on Trey Lyles, number 41 in Lopez. <laughs> Did it ejected. twice to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just to be clear, Dylan Brooks got a one game suspension for wow. intentionally hitting Donovan yeah. Mitchell downstairs in his little Donovan Mitchells. And I'm sorry, you it better not be more than two games. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that it definitely shouldn't be more than two games. It's, it sh- I definitely think he'll get something, though. I mean, he, he was – I don't want to say he was the instigator, but he was definitely the first one to push, and I think you, he he also got hands around the throat. So you probably are going to get something for that. I also love Brooke Lopez. The guy's just a giant man, oh, and he's him. evolved his game. He's so good. How scary is he when he gets mad, though? Oh, Oh, I mean, any time in that game, it's scary when he gets mad. Like, he just sees red and he goes, which there's something, like, I appreciate about it because it's, like, he's not a fake tough guy. But at the same time, like, get off my dude. All right, uh, coming up next, we can talk more about this game. We also have to uh, sprinkle in. I don't know if Chris has participated in this before. What? Truth or trash? Oh, we'll be ready to go. We'll do that coming up next. It's Deuce and Mo alongside Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140 and Sacktown
It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sattown Sports. Oh, yeah, Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan, alongside Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140, sacktownsports.com. Following the chaos in the NFL today. My goodness. <laughs> Darren Waller just got traded. Chris just had it in the update. We'll probably have the story on it on sacktownsports.com in a bit. But Darren Waller's been traded by the Raiders to the New York Giants in exchange for a third round pick so daniel jones who they just resigned to has a big time weapon man that's surprising it is i i mean it's surprising for how much i actually you know have been even paying attention to nfl yeah. but um but it is surprising too because you you get this new quarterback and jimmy g like you were just saying at the break that needs weapons so you take away one of those weapons I just think that they're uh, yeah. going to have to just work their running game. Well, what's Devontae Adams thinking right now? Devontae's <laughs> like, uh, what the hell? Uh, yeah, Chris, what was your reaction seeing Darren Waller get moved, man? Yeah, I was definitely shocked. And then now, yeah, to see it's for a third-round pick, 100th pick in the draft, it's, I mean, you know, Waller missed a lot of time last year. I I, I don't know. I, I really like Darren Waller. I think he would have been a great weapon for Jimmy G, a nice little safety blanket, but – um, you know, I guess I guess the Raiders have other plans. And seeing, uh, yeah, and he's not exactly a young uh, man either. But at the same time, it's like, oops. Go ahead. It cut out for a second, Chris. I don't know if I can you hear me. No, I was. Oh, I was just seeing. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. I'm seeing Rappaport saying that that they were thinking about moving Darren Waller last year in, in the Devontae Adams deal. Mm. So I guess that they've been trying to move him for a while now, but. Uh, again, like I, I just think with with Jimmy G coming in, I, I feel like you would want as many weapons as possible for him. And let's be honest, we're all really thinking about Kelsey Plum today, right? And yes. we're thinking about their yes. relationship. They just got married, and probably on the honeymoon. It's not too late to kind of what, what's it called when you your first thirty days of oh, marriage? Annulment. Yeah, it's yeah. not too late to do that. Yeah, they still have time. I think Kelsey. If she saw you and your muscles. No, if she just oh. met me and talked to me. Oh, we, oh yeah. We'd, we'd connect so hardcore on basketball. Oh, my God. It'd be something special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Why is that funny to you? <laughs> Look at Darren Waller. Look at you. Like, big I mean, and pretty. And I, like... <laughs> like... Look, I'm not going to take shots at Darren Waller, especially because Kelsey is always going to have... A place in her heart for him but you know juice mason's here dude you know what's so sad though yeah. chris is that this is every guy this is every guy with kelsey plum every i mean maybe because i hang out around around way too many basketball people yeah every person and no not every guy it's every man and women that i know that are in love with kelsey plum yeah, I don't necessarily I have that same love for Asia Wilson. I think Asia yeah. is like just top mm. top beautiful also personality wise like top top of the charts. Um but I mean yeah, Kelsey's Kelsey's one hell of a catch too, especially when you consider she is a baller baller. Like she she'll she, yeah. What, Morgan? Go I, ahead. One last thing. I, I can't wait. What other one Kelsey Plum do you well, have? Well, you know how, like, players, like, I, you know, for I know for so many people, when they're a better player in the league, like, for example, Devin Booker wasn't even that good looking until, like, Kendall Jenner started dating him, whatever. Right. But when they are when they get better and better, they become better looking. I'm, we just mentioned two really 
really good WNBA players. And I wonder if that also like puts them over the edge anyway. Great. We'll, we'll save that for next segment. We'll, Thank that, you. we'll take a deep dive into that. I'm kidding. Uh, can we get to some truth or trash topics? Please. I don't even know if we're going to play the intro. We don't need the intro. It's fine. Uh, let's uh, start we with tell you what's wise. real and what's oh. downright garbage. It's truth or trash. Truth or trash. With Deuce and Mo. I, I think there's one thing that I do not. This is my my podcast, like post radio days uh-huh. that come through. Radio imaging is so funny to me. It's like, <laughs> we, we cannot start truth or trash until the voice guy tells you it's truth or trash. It's truth not, or trash. It's not needed. And I think we're all stuck in that old way. It's fine. I, but I'm I not, lo- it's and I love you, deal. Chris, for a lot. It's just funny. It's yes. just like, oh, wait, wait. It's t- Hey, it's tossed to truth or trash. Truth or trash. Will they tell you something's truth or trash? Truth or trash. Here's Deuce and Moe with Chris. <laughs> All right. First up on truth or trash. What? Go on. <laughs> the 49ers adding Javon Hargrave solidifies them as the best team in the NFC. Chris Watkins. Truth, truth or trash? I think I'm going to go truth. I was really thinking about this earlier uh, yesterday when I was prepping for my show. And it's just like you can there's there's no answer for that defensive line. I mean, every single week they're going to have the advantage and there's nothing you can do as an opposing offensive line. You can't double team anybody now. It's just going to be constant pressure the entire game. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm just going with truth. Obviously, I'm so invested into the NBA right now. But when I look at what the Niners defense did last season and then you just add more weapons and dominant weapons to get after an opponent's quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be scary going up against this Niners defense. The Niners got to the NFC Championship game last year and maybe gets the Super Bowl if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt. You Correct. never know, right? Correct. Brock Purdy had to go back into the game with one arm yeah, and couldn't God. throw. That defense was already legit. To Chris's point, yeah, I mean, Armstead, Mm-mm-mm. Bosa, and now you had the Grave Digger? Mm-hmm. That's nasty. That's a real nasty group. And so it's going to be interesting. The next one's Niners related to guys. Truth or trash? The Niners sa- signed Sam Darnold yesterday. He will start a game for the 49ers this year. Maybe even week one. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, Chris, I'm going to go first. I'm not going to go with the week one part, but I'm going to say truth to him actually getting a start this season. Because if you look at track record of Kyle Shanahan and his quarterbacks, and whether it's the position that he puts them in or it's the position that the quarterbacks put themselves in, they get hurt and they go down the line. They go down the bench. And right now, you're not going to have Brock Purdy for a while. Trey Lance, coming back from an injury, I'm going to say Sam Darnold finds a start. That's not a good thing. It could be worse. It could be worse. What do you what do you think? Do you think we see him as a starter at any point this year? Maybe even week one. Yeah, I think I agree with everything Morgan just said. I think, you know, you look at Shanahan's track record for whatever reason, it does seem like these guys end up going down the depth chart at the quarterback position. And uh, Deuce, you're also completely right. It's not that bad of a fall to have if if Sam Darnold is your second or third QB. It's not great. For sure, you're not going to get some elite-level starting quarterback play, but 
you'll get good enough, and especially just the history of how quarterbacks have played under Shanahan, you have to assume that, you know, he just has to follow direction and he'll find his way to mediocrity at least. It's also a guy that they have liked for a long time, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, There is some connection to, he knows Christian McCaffrey. He spent the last two years with the Carolina Panthers. And then Steve Wilkes, who is the defensive coordinator now with the San Francisco 49ers, was the interim head coach of the Panthers last year. So there's some corporate uh, intel on sure. Sam Darnold, and it's like he's 25 years old. I'm not acting like right. he's going to have some renaissance, and it's all of a sudden right. he's going to live up to the hype. It could of be worse. Being drafted number three, he's your third string quarterback in all likelihood. But Purdy's not going to be ready week one in all likelihood. He's not mm-hmm. going to be ready to go. You hope Trey Lance is ready, but I don't know. Maybe you get a little Trey Lance Sam Darnold camp battle. Yep. That'd be insane. That would be insane. We got more truth or trash <laughs> coming up. We'll take the break. Uh, we got a Kings related truth or trash too, including are the Kings Western Conference contenders. We'll do that coming up next. Deuce and Mo alongside Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports, 1140 and com. Morgan Reagan alongside Chris Watkins, who you can hear daily from 10 to 11 on his brand new show, Chris and Co. on Sacktown Sports 1140, SacktownSports.com. We were just talking about Darren Waller getting traded. Uh, Josh Jackson, uh, Josh Jackson, Josh Jacobs, <laughs> the Raiders running back, his old teammate, says S is sad for real on Twitter. Devontae Adams has been going on social media too. These Emotions guys are happy. Coming out. Yep. Coming out. Um, I have some more truth or trash topics for you guys. Let's do it. The next one. Mm-hmm. The Kings are Western Conference contenders. Mm. Meaning they can come out of the Western Conference, Morgan Reagan. Truth or trash? Chris, I'm just going to go with truth. And I think because I've just doubted them so many times this season and they keep pro- proving me wrong. Like, when I say proving me wrong, like, they are doing things that track record shows of normal sports teams aren't capable of of executing in a first season together in a first season with a new head coach. And that's why I, it's like shocking every single time they do something new. So I'm just going to go with truth on this. Yeah. I think like if I give it too much thought, I'll probably say trash, but it like, Kind of just to build on what you just said, I'm going to go with truth just because it's not going to be easy for anybody, right? Like we look at the King's path and we're like, here's reason X, Y, and Z. Oh, they're going to match up tough with these guys. Everybody's going to have a, you know, any road to the championship is going to be tough. And why not these guys? Like, I mean, they, they have, like you said, they've, they've proven so many things over this year. Uh, Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But is there a chance? I mean, Again, like if they're at the two three spot, they win their first round battle, whoever it is. Second round, you play a Memphis team that has had a lot of, you know, turmoil and all this off the court stuff. Who knows how they go? Then you go to the final uh, Western Conference finals. Who knows what can happen at that point? You have a 50 50 shot. And, you know, who am I to say that they can't win that series? I mean, I've been saying I would have told you that there's no possible way for them to have. 40 whatever wins they're going to have this season and be the two seed or even be in the spot that they're in right now. So kind of like you said, I'm just, I'm, I think I'm just tired of, of putting my stamp down and, uh, and denying these guys what they've, what they've proven all year. That's weird because the truth or trash statement did not say the Kings could kind of maybe 
kind of be a contender in the truth. West. It said I the said Kings truth. are Western Conference contenders. He said true. If you want me to be confident, then it's trash. <laughs> okay, ah, that's a, I, oh. I, I, I trash you. I don't see this team coming out of the West. Yeah. I, I think they can make a run. And for all the stuff you guys just mentioned, the offense is beyond legit. I do have questions. Like last night, just Sabonis and Fox, they had to play the entire fourth quarter. Like Sabonis right. played almost 40 minutes because they literally could not play mm -hmm. anyone else. And But you know, you, look who else was playing on the other side at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, but you, you if we want to play the minute game. He's, he doesn't play that many minutes ever, though. I, that's my point, though, dude. Giannis played 34 minutes. Sabonis played just under 40 minutes. That's what it, I expect it, to see in playoffs. I, I don't. I suspect him and De'Aaron to probably have to play 40 minutes, for I better know, or worse. But I, I think, you know, long-term, this team, I think, is closer than we realize to being legit contenders. It, it really is. Some moves over the offseason, you could tweak it get a wing who could defend a little bit consistently um, Keegan's growth and getting like a legit backup big that you feel comfortable with would go such a long way. It's wild to me that the only big they feel comfortable playing is Chemezia Metsu. Like I think Alex Len's still an NBA player and they just won't play him. Yeah. Rashawn Holmes is not playing. Like I, I was pushing for Rashawn to get some more time at some point. He's just not playing. No, like they, they, he's there's nothing That's he done. can do. It's it's over, I guess. So it's like, all right, it's Metsu or Lyle, small ball, I guess. Okay. Anyway, uh, next up on Truth or Trash, the Bucks are clear favorites to win it all. Um, I'm gonna go trash. I don't think they're the clear favorites, but holy hell, after watching them last night, I mean, isn't it hard to sit? To be like, wait, but this other team is. I feel like, I feel like there's just too many times I've doubted the Nuggets and what they're capable of, even though they're on their little losing skids still. I believe they lost three. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um. So, I, I, it's yeah. It, there's there's still that for me. Um. The Celtics, I'm not as high on as I was to start this season. Ooh, they lost to the Rockets last night. Well, they and they've lost to Orlando. You know how many times this season? So it's just it. In some ways, I should be saying truth, and I'm like kind of going back in my brain. But I'm still, I'm just not there yet. I'm going to say trash. I'm going to go with truth. I I feel like it's just you know it feels like Giannis is and he was incredible last night, but it just feels like he's he's just unguardable and even. In a matchup against the Celtics, like Jason Tatum's, he he can try a matchup on Giannis, but he's not going to be in it. There's just no answer for him. And I think the way that the Bucks are structured with having another good wing player in Chris Middleton, he's somebody that you have to account for. Uh, and then Drew Holiday as well. They just they're they're built so beautifully. And then not to mention Brooke Lopez, who can stretch the floor offensively, but then provide elite rim protection at the rim. They're just complete, and they have depth. They have a legitimate head coach, a guy who's won before. Uh, it just feels like, yeah, I mean, they would be my bet by far. Truth for me, too. Like, I watch them, and I'm like, they've got everything you need. Yeah. They've got a great player. Middleton, is he starting to look healthy God, again? Is he starting to come good. back into mm -hmm. rhythm again? Yeah. 
Drew Holiday is a dog. You can depend yeah. on him any night. In Brooklyn. And then they have Javon Carter. Oh, dude, him. go down the line. They got depth. I mean, yeah. yeah. Are you guys Jay trying Crowder? to convince me to go back and say truth? No, I, I'm just, if this team is healthy, and I know we put that caveat in like any team, but if this team is healthy, I think they're the favorites. They've got the best record in the league right now. They've got a guy you can't stop in Giannis. So dumb. I mean, even last night, Giannis, are you kidding me? He's knocking down threes. He's hitting mid-range. He's scoring at will. Felt like he could have scored easily 60 points last night if he wanted to. You said that, and Chris, I feel like Giannis, yes. every single possession, if he were to go downhill, all yeah. the defense would have to collapse. There would create either wide-open shot or guys moving without the basketball. And then I started laughing at myself because I'm like, okay, no one can do that in you know yeah. for 34 minutes straight and play defense on the other end. But truly, he feels so dominant, so unstoppable on the floor. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it felt like the only time the Kings really slowed him down at all was when they were able to draw charges on him. And at that point, it did seem like he kind of took a step back in terms of his aggressiveness. But, uh, you know, again, that's that's a, I'm not I will not stand in front of a 6'11", 245 pound Greek freak. That will not be my responsibility. Um, but he's he's just unstoppable. Like there's there's nothing. There's nobody in this league that can stop him. And the only way you can is by collectively as a team focusing your defense. And, you know, we've heard build a build a wall. Uh, and that's that's really the only way you can hope to stop him is by literally just putting bodies in front of the rim. And now you could space it out with shooting. I mean, Lopez. Right can knock down the three. Javon Carr, as you mentioned, is a 40-plus percent three-point shooter. Holiday can knock it down. Middleton. Yeah, guys, left and right. It's That's disgusting. And they play great. defense. Yeah. Joe Ingles didn't play last night. Right. Exactly. Um, with that said, let's not overthink this. Joel Embiid is the NBA MVP. Truth mm. or trash? I'm going to say trash. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's okay. And by the way, I'm not going to force you on truth or trash on this one, I guess, because I feel like this race it's is still going. It's still yeah. going. And it's okay. I think because how NBA discourse is, I'm taking it back. NBA discourse is, it's like we go MVP each and every week. Right. And in reality, it's close right now. I think it's, uh, to me, it is down to three. It's Giannis. Jokic and Embiid. Correct. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why even like I saw other people's top five and then you add Jason Tatum and then Luca on there. That's <laughs> Luca's what, get out. And that's what a lot of people have. And I think sometimes it just goes to what his style of play as an individual, which doesn't make him the most valuable player to a team. Um, mm -hmm. it, it it's I usually sit on the fence with this crap, but because it's truth or trash. Deuce usually makes me pick, but I'm so glad he's being so nice and not making me. Yeah, those three guys are doing something that is truly becoming unstoppable in the league. And when you have a guy that's capable of doing that, we see that with De'Aaron Fox in fourth quarters, just being able to get to spots and make those shots unstoppable at times, unless he's going up against guys like these guys. So, um, yeah, I, I want to say truth, but those three are my top three MVP candidates. Yeah, I don't really think I can necessarily pick one either. Uh, Giannis definitely earned some votes from me last night for sure um, in the fact that the the Bucks are the best team in the East and have surged as of late. It, it feels like Giannis is kind of picking up some more momentum. But, you know, all three of those guys that you mentioned are are well-deserving and, and have carried their team all season long. I did hear on the Rosillo bill Simmons podcast, though, Rosillo at one point, does say, and he says he hates to be this guy, but De'Aaron Fox deserves to at least be in the conversation. There's a 0% chance he's going to win the award, 
but you have to at least bring him up mm. with how well he's played this it's year with where the Kings are are slotted currently. Like him he, or Sabonis, he, though. That's what makes it tough to, for me. Yeah. Yeah. It it is a matter of them taking votes away from each other. Um, and I think at different points, I think in the first half of this season or in the first month and a half of this season, it felt like it was Sabonis who who deserved it more. And then De'Aaron kind of had his run. So uh yeah, I mean I, I definitely hear that that they could possibly just take votes away from each other. Well, Chris, thanks for hanging out with us this hour, man. Uh, Of course, we encourage everyone to check out Chris's new show. It's still new. How long until it's not new? Uh, Once we change the name from Chris and Company to just Chris. Is that what you're changing it to? (laughs) No, I don't know. There have been talks on it just because we don't have enough company um, because nobody (laughs) likes me. But um, it's fine. We're working on it. We're workshopping it. it. You should just call it Chris. Just Chris. That's so. And there's two Chris's. It's so cool. So sharp. Well, hey, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Enjoy uh, talking with my guy, Frank. Yeah, Frankie Cardicelli is coming up next. We'll look back at King's Bucks, look ahead to the King's road trip. It's not going to be as easy as it looks. We'll discuss that and more coming up. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports, 1140 and Sacktown Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Town Sports. I love this song so much. I, it, yeah, it makes me feel better about my life. It just fires me up. It should be my intro song for life. You, you, know, you just walk in, you just feel like a badass hearing the song. You just stare around. Every time I hear music, I, it relates back to wrestling. So uh, Obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not surprised. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in. It's Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan, Deuce and Mo live on Sacktown Sports Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m. Hanging out with our Kings insider. You can read his work at SacktownSports.com. If you're not, you're missing out. Yes, SacktownSports.com puts out exclusive content all the time. It's not just uh, associated press copy and paste. Frankie's working hard covering this team. Check out his work, SacktownSports.com. Frankie Kings lose last night to the Bucks, one thirty-three to one twenty-four. What was your like biggest takeaway from that game? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, it was a battle, and I think that's the one thing coming into last night's game was, and it's been kind of like a way you, you gauge every matchup with the Kings in a, in a quote-unquote tough game. Are they going to show up? Can they compete? Can they make it close? Which is something that was we'd say a lot about Kings games in the past. Can they make it close? Was like the quote. Now it's can they win? And even before Giannis was was ruled active. That was the question was, can the Kings deliver another signature win? We've seen them have, I mean, wins over the Suns and the Clippers. That kind of set them aside from, uh, in my opinion, pretenders. And I don't want to say contenders like you guys were talking about for championship, but contenders as far as legitimate playoff threats. The Kings have proven that. And last night was another just example of what they can bring to the table. And they fell short. But it's Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton who had his best game in over a year. They they showed up in a big time in the first half, obviously. The second half, Giannis did what he does best, and Chris Middleton got hot in the fourth. But um, Kings go up against one of the best defenses in the league, score 124 points, and that's that's no uh, that's not a slouch of an offensive performance there. And he put up 124 on the Bucks, But um, obviously stopping Giannis Antetokounmpo is literally an, an impossible feat. But uh, the Kings showed up in a big way, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the Kings going 2-1 over a stretch that included – the Knicks were playing incredible basketball. Yeah, the Suns, who the Kings have had a, tr- a tough time with, with or without Kevin Durant, and then they beat. They almost uh, take, pull out a win against the Bucks. So um, good basketball from the Kings. 
you know, I think one of my favorite parts about it too, it's not like we're sitting here today and going like, oh my God, the Kings played so well for going up against the Bucks. It's like, no, the Kings showed that they belong mm. with these teams. Like, even if I, I know. They didn't. They did not beat the Bucks this year. The Bucks, breaking news, the best team, technically record wise, I guess, yeah. in the league. Yeah. The best team in the Eastern Conference, number one team. And I think how the Kings played last night just shows that they can go up against any team in this league, have a good competitive basketball game. And now for anyone that has doubted their game, you just look at the way that they play like a team, the way that they face adversity and make adjustments. Um, you saw Mike Brown, that first play that Giannis Antetokounmpo scored in the first quarter. He called a timeout at like the 10 minute mark, starts screaming Oof. at Kevin Herter, holds him accountable. Boom. Look at the type of night that Kevin Herter has. Yeah. Herter had a monster night. He got red hot. End up, he ends up knocking down eight threes. He had 17 points in just the fourth quarter and that's the one thing i think that impressed me about the kings last night they were taking punches and of course we know the problems of defense with the sacramento kings of course the bucks present some really tough matchups but i was really eager to see how the king's offense was going to look against a team that features drew holiday legit defender Giannis, dog and then brooke lopez who is probably the front runner for defensive player of the year the Kings, yeah, they got kind of out of their stuff. They didn't get the same type of looks, but they still got good looks. The ball was still moving. It wasn't stagnant. They had 30-plus assists. The three-point shooting was legit. Uh, they put up 124 points on a really, really, really good Bucks team. Yeah, and that was another thing coming into last night's game is the Kings, we all know their offense has been historical this season. It's been I mean, the top offensive rating in the history of basketball so far. Uh is it legitimate? I mean, that's still a question that people are asking, mostly on the outside. I mean, I think if you watch Kings basketball, you know this offense is legit. Night in, night out, they're putting up 120, 125, 130 points per night. But going up against a, I don't want to say fully healthy. I mean, Joe Ingles wasn't playing, so I guess they were, I mean, not fully healthy. They're, per, they're, they're fully pretty healthy. healthy. Yeah, they're yeah. fully healthy with the guys that are that make defensive impact. And the Kings went out there and put up 124 points. And I will say, you know, outside of Kevin Herter and Fox – the, the offense slowed down in the second half. That, to me, was the Bucks making yeah. those second-half adjustments. They really clogged the paint and took DeMontis Sabonis out of the game. And he, he who had a huge first half, I think he only scored, uh, was it five points in the second half? Uh, six points in the second half? I have it right here. DeMontis Sabonis in the second half, he only scores six points. So, I mean, when you take him out of that and how effective he was early, that was a big difference maker to me. But, um, yeah, the offense, as you can see, hasn't really had a game where you go, oh, maybe, maybe there's, you know, not as good as people think they are. No, they they held their end of the bargain last night, and they they showed yeah. up. I think that's the, you bring up Sabonis too, who ends up finishing with another triple double. He had twenty three points, seventeen rebounds, fifteen assists in the game, eleven of twenty three shooting, ten offensive rebounds for him. By the way, the number that is just striking to me, he did not get have a free throw. <laughs> and so we could talk about good Bucks defense, which, you know, for sure, like they, they're going to alter shots, but they also play physical. And you cannot tell me that the way Sabonis plays, which he plays with physicality, he's banging down low. He's trying to create contact. He's trying to get to the free throw line. He took no free throws. That's criminal. I mean, that is cranky. Criminal. I posted on Instagram and Twitter today, this photo that uh, Rocky, who obviously takes all the mm -hmm. photos, uh, uh, going one center. Great stuff. Great stuff. Iconic photographer. Mm -hmm. And he uh, he had this photo of Sabonis going up. And 
Brooke for a Lo- jam. For a jam, Brooke Lopez is holding his arm. And I just reposted, I'm like, no free throws, huh? It's pretty wild. I mean, even with that right there, and you're seeing him get all banged up. I mean, what do you think that's about? I mean, I even saw people, and we talked about, again, off when we were off the air, about how there were Bucks fans, and we might, they, they probably are like our kids, like, you know, that somehow got into a Twitter account that are, <laughs> I saw some tweets that are saying that uh, Demona Sabonis gets like an all-time whistle. And I'm just thinking, huh. what the hell are you watching? I mean, I don't, Demona Sabonis... I don't know. I wish there was a, a metric to to measure how many players get hit without fouls being called because Demonis Sabonis, I mean, the guy's a warrior. I mean, he's out there every night just getting beat to hell. I mean, whether it's getting hit in the head, I think that's something that he gets hit in the head at least twice a game. I mean, the, the man is playing through so many things. And I don't understand how someone could sit there and say that Demonis Sabonis, of all players, is getting an all-time whistle when he has to fight in tooth and nail just to get to the line. And last night didn't even happen. I mean, last night, one of the greatest performances – Arguably in King's history, when you look at how many people have done what he did last night, not one free throw attempt. That's, I mean, the Kings as a team took 15 free throw attempts. So that's just, to me, that's just puzzling. Yeah. I mean, it's puzzling. And I hate to, to wave the refereeing flag and all that stuff, oh, but yeah. it's, it's, it's not it's why they lost the game. No, absolutely just, not. It's just something you look at, you go, oh my God. I mean, the Kings defense down the stretch, especially oh. the final few minutes of the fourth quarter. I mean, the Kings scored 37 points in the fourth quarter. Against any other team, that's just a tremendous night. You're probably winning no problem. But the fact is, the Bucks scored 43. They did it efficiently. They were also knocking down the three ball. You know, that Middleton-Lopez pick and roll was an issue. You mentioned Middleton having his best game. Dude, Brooke Lopez. What a monster. Like, I'm always astonished at Brooke Lopez's career path. Because he's always been a good player. But if longtime NBA fans will remember him playing for the Nets. He was an all-star there. But he was like a back-to-the-basket dude. Right. Yeah. And now he has evolved into this defensive force leading the league in blocks per game, total blocks, contested shots. He's had 17 blocks in the last three games. He had three last night, five the night before that, a nine the game before that. It's insane. And he hits the three. Oh, by the way, he had back surgery at one point. Yeah. You guys, it's, it's incredible. Uh, one of my favorite things about Brooke Lopez is seeing a player being able to alter their game, to evolve their game, change their game to what the league evolves into as well. And to be able to stretch the floor like he does, and then to also be the defensive force in the middle of the paint, altering shots, whether he's contesting a shot or contesting someone driving it in and having to think twice and passing it out and slowing down an entire offense. It's it's, no wonder he's in the defensive player of the year conversation. Have you guys talked to Chris about his love of the Lopez brothers? How he's always wanted a Lopez twin on the Kings. Always. He has what? he has, I, he has an obsession. Understand. He has an obsession what's, with it. What's Chris's deal? What, why? Why? When you're talking about Brooke Lopez, he doesn't bring that up. That is weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He didn't bring it up. Wait. No. no. Oh, bring, bring it up tomorrow. He ha- like, he was friends. He has an obs- I cannot believe he didn't bring it up. He has an obsession. He whether Robin. He, I think Robin, he more wants Robin Lopez. He's always wanted Robin Lopez as a backup center, but he is obsessed with the Lopez twins. So he, they have another brother. I don't know his name, but the Lopez family lives in the area, Northern California area. Okay. And so over the years, you've seen his family after games all the time. Like I, I could recognize his mom and his brother who goes to games. The brother looks just like Brooke and is jacked and tall and i'm like i wonder why he wasn't ever an nba player like the guy is massive 
That's not They're right. all just Brooke Lopez is a giant man. Like just seeing him get angry last, I got scared. I was like 300 feet away. I'm like, I don't want to be part of this. Both yeah. those, they're, they're fiery, man. Remember, yeah. Rob, Robin Lopez destroyed like chairs. It was like it was like I mean, I guess as you would yeah. say, wrestling style throwing, destroying chairs, right? And yeah. He was just in, in like <laughs> he goes after the mascot stuff like that. I mean, he's he's a character. <laughs> I love that Frankie was was trying to throw yeah. in a little bit. Try to tie it in. Try to tie it. That was nice. Yeah. No, that was nice. See, you're way better than Chris Watkins, who didn't even give a damn about mentioning his love for the Lopez brothers. Come on. Tomorrow, Chris, on. tell them tomorrow. Don't hide that. Fox's night was interesting last night. He had 35 points, 13 of 23 shooting. He got it really going in that second half. He took 12 threes. He was 5 of 12 from downtown. I felt like in the first half, he was settling a little too much from three. I actually liked the looks he got in the second half, and then he started knocking some down too. The Bucks are giving that to him. And you wonder, is this going to be more of a theme, especially when we, we start talking about playoffs? It's like, you know what? We're just going to play off Fox. Like, we are going to let him take threes. Let him do that because he does so much damage. If he gets in the paint, it creates everything for that Kings offense, right? Whether it's him getting to the basket, he's so, his ability to accelerate, slow Mm. down, he's shifty, he's creative, he can hit the mid-range shot. I think the Bucks were comfortable with just allowing him to shoot threes. They were. You got. I mean, it's not only allowing him to shoot threes. They would have been comfortable with him shooting his mid-range shot, a shot that he is very efficient with, because they are so good at still contesting it, altering it, um, getting a hand in the face to make life a little bit harder. So even if you're used to taking that shot, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And I understand. That's the tough part when an entire defense can really change up the identity of your offense. And the identity of their offense is getting those paint touches. And when that paint is just full of big bodies that are also active and can move around, not just filling up the paint and being there, but are so active defensively, it's going to make things tough. And I get why he was settling, maybe even just trying to look at the floor at first and being like, what do I do? How do I get in there? Well, we'll talk more about this game. We'll also look ahead to the road trip coming up. We'll take a one-minute break on the radio side, but don't get it twisted, all right? We're always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo with our Kings insider, Frankie Cardicelli on Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Hundred percent. You know, I, I don't know what happened, but so we ain't taking no from nobody. Trust me on that. And they all gonna have each other's back in there. That don't mean we gonna go out there and start something. We're not, but we are gonna stand up for ourselves and each other. I think Fox said it pretty well. You know, could have been avoided, but just drill it out. Um, if you watch it, I was just walking back, with my head down, he crossed in front of me. Reach from behind, kind of clamped down on my arms. So I pushed him arm off. He sold it a little bit. Um, it was nothing personal, but you know, a bigger guy walks down on me. Um, I'm not really one for for talking. I think uh, you know, showed it a lot. You know, it takes a lot for me to get uh, out of character, and uh, yeah, just not gonna not gonna go for that. So. Trey Lyles, Mike Brown reacting to what went down late in the game. Giannis, just a little troll job, in my opinion. Giannis. Could have just dribbled it out. I'm not mad at Giannis, too. I'm not playing the Sacramento. No. I'm angry at Giannis Still for what he did. It's whatever. Love Giannis. Giannis dribbling out. 
veers right in front of Lyles. Lyles is like, what are you doing? Fouls him. His arm kind of gets, I don't know, caught? Or did, did Giannis hold it for a second? Whatever happened, Lyles didn't like it, pushes him. Lopez comes over like the teammate of the Sench and goes, you know, that's not happening. Then we saw a little pushing, a little choke. Love it. I didn't know a choke hand on the well, throw. Well, I mean, I think he tried pushing the yeah, face and yeah. it went to the neck, you know? The, fa- the it, face push is like a, like a, that's a fight. That's a basketball fighting move. The face yeah. push of the basketball. Yeah, that happens a lot. I loved it. I loved everything about I'm it. I'm so with you on, in, I mean, everything. I'm talking about, I loved what the Milwaukee Bucks did. I love that Brooke Lopez was like, I got my guys back. Um, and But I love, I love even more because, hi, I'm a Kings fan. Loved that Trey Lyles did not back down and instead just went after him. A Giannis little gets away with stuff in the league because yeah. he is so likable. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so good with the media. He's got the big smile. But he does stuff like that. Like, this is not the first time he's done something like that in a game. He, You watch him enough, you see some of the little dirty tricks he pulls off in the middle of a game. He, that's just that's who he is, and people don't talk about it because it's Giannis. But last night, just do a little troll job. He got physical in that game. They got the win. He's like, I'm going to dribble in front of Trey Lyles, who I've been dealing with down low. Frankie, you played basketball. Um, when I played basketball, and I was a shorter person, point guard on the floor, uh, when someone would try to post up on me, like something dirty and little thing I would try and do, I would pinch their back fat yeah, when they would yeah. post up on me, you know? And so they'd get all pissed off and I'm like, why is she so angry, ref? Tear up. You know, you're just like kind of an ass. Did you ever do anything? Frank, uh, come on. Frank, I mean, Frank, look, play defense. There's I, 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 chance, Frank. I like my, 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 my playing days were mostly like when I played big minutes were the parks and rec time. But in high school, I was the guy that uh, I would go on, you know, Garbage, garbage time. Like I was out there, I was deli out there, just going out there and trying to get buckets, you know. But um, we did play against Woodland one time, and, and those kids at Woodland are pretty big, you know. And did you um, shoot like deli? I I wasn't really a shooter. No, I, I was more of a, a passer. Uh, it's kind of a distributor, you know. I so I wouldn't say. I guess I was a shooter like deli then. I guess I was a shooter like deli in that regard. If you've seen the form, uh, so so you're a passer. Did you play defense? Like, what was your game? Like, yeah, I, I didn't pa- play. Like, I just didn't play. Okay, like, but you no, know, just if you have an NBA comp, who do you think your NBA comp is? Um, NBA comp. I used. To, uh, I'm trying to think about someone who didn't play any defense at all. Ooh. Small didn't play any defense at all. I don't know. We're thinking, thinking. I'm thinking too. Nate, Ro- Nate, have- Nate Robinson. I mean, did he play defense? Stop it! No, because he, he could dunk. He, yeah, you have zero hops. I could grab I net. I could grab net. Like the deli, the deli thing is probably the close. You know, two no, smaller he white dudes. Play defense. He doesn't play defense either. He, I don't know. He what, used to what, deli. What? Deli played defense. I mean, we all. How can we forget the great twenty? Yeah, was no. t- I know. I'm performance. I'm saying you you don't play defense. Like I, Frankie, I, no, if all I won't, you could do I, on I the floor was pass. Like I don't know who you. Why'd they let you on the team? Yeah, how'd you make the team? They His dad was a coach, guys. Not the head coach. Oh. Not the head coach. I'm not oh. going to sit here and try to say I was a great basketball player. I'm, I, I'm not, I did not play defense, again, because I didn't get off the bench very often. But well, I mean, when you got in there, you weren't playing D, huh? Okay. No, I, I was. I really was trying. And I was, I'm saying was I had to, but I'm, I was five foot four in high school, so I'm trying to guard someone who's you know five eleven, six feet tall. That why has like bull- 50 pounds on me. him right I don't, now. Well, he's kind I of punking himself. I, he's punking himself because I'm like, being honest? Frankie, why didn't you like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Why well, didn't you like pinch well, some did. back fat and I kick did. someone in the balls? I haven't gotten to tell the story yet. 
I pulled, oh, ar- okay, I, pulled okay, I, okay. I pulled armpit hair. Yeah, they're trying to put. Yeah, they're trying to put. No, that's disgusting. Good job, that's gross. Frankie. I'm that's hard to do too. No, it's that's not. The grossest no, thing. Those not. kids, those Genius. kids out there, poor hygiene. Their armpit hair was down to like their their <laughs> side almost. I just would give them yes. a yank. Oh, Frankie, post I am what? Mad respect. Morgan. Mad. And they didn't like it very yep. much. Morgan, I, and I, here's the, the thing I'll say about you. The pinching the back fat thing, that's the thing that happens. You know, Mike Brown, I thought I thought yesterday, Mike Brown, during the press conference, he was talking about he, how he and Mike Boonholzer, when they were coaches in San Antonio, Antonio, used to go two-on-two against Danny Ferry and Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr would do a whole bunch of stuff, pinching and stuff. And so you did that too. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, Frankie is the only person. No, he's in, not. Let me finish. I, I didn't Frankie take- is the only person in the history of sports to pull no. sweaty, greasy, stinky, B.O. Do you think that was my the- idea? They, t- they pull- told me that. It's your five foot nothing. What should I do? Armpit I mean- hair. You touch someone's arm. I, I'm not touching yeah. someone's armpit when I'm playing basketball. Frankie, I didn't go like, up into the armpit. It's like hair. You just give it a little... Pole. Like it's not like I'm in okay, there. Okay, you act like he was had cousin it coming from his arm. It was Frankie, super long. Like don't so, listen way to longer him. than it needed to be. Don't listen to him because I've asked Deuce about like because he's wanted to be a wrestler. He's like, oh, I wish I was a wrestler. And I'm like, why would you get in the ring with like sweat? You're in a guy's armpit. Blood is coming all over your body from someone else's body. Like that's gross. Pulling armpit hair. Well done. Okay, I gotta well, do what I gotta I, do. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go on. to the more rational person with us right now. Um. Chris Verlod. Oh, jeez. Yes, sir. Disgusting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's gross. Yeah. Team that's... Frankie. You know what? I'm out there. I'm 5 nothing. I have to defend myself in the post. You could think of something better to do than yeah. pull armpit. What am I supposed to do? Use your elbows. <laughs> the yeah. guy was huge. Uh, if, if I was coaching you and you did that, I'm cutting you immediately. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> Just, and not because it's like a dirty thing or me it's just gross i don't Fra- want gross people frankie def sniffed his gross. fingers afterwards absolutely yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right to wash the hands and again um, did not play at all that's why it happened i love that we just piled on uh, frankie here hey so the king's road trip coming up <laughs> i can take it i hope you guys i this is my life i can take oh we know it. like yeah, it, it, it doesn't bother me it seems to be like the station like motivation is just punk Frankie no, that's why my whole life has been busting chops. <laughs> it's like everybody. It's because I don't know. It's because I'm nice, <laughs> or because I just walk myself into it. Probably both. But yeah, I, you walked yourself into it. For I'm sure. okay with it. Um, Kings it. start the road trip. This is like their last long road trip of the year. Four game road trip. You got the Bulls, the Nets on a back to back. Then you have the Wizards and the Jazz to wrap things up. But how are you feeling? What are your expectations? Morgan was saying last night. She goes, I think this needs to be at minimum three and one. Yeah, uh, three three and one to me has to happen. I mean, it's a tough back to back though. It's you're, you're going from Chicago to Brooklyn. That to me is like one of their tougher back to backs. I mean, the other tough back to back is the end of the trip because you play Utah and come home and play Boston on Tuesday. That is tough. Uh, but I, I do think three and one is doable. I mean, Brooklyn is a team that will give the Kings some problems. I think they have a lot of length. They got like we joked about. They got pretty much every forward that was rumored to be available on the trade market. Uh, so they look different. Obviously, Chicago, they have scores like Levine and DeRozan that can hurt you, but the Kings have already played well against them so far. They have to take care of business with them. And uh, Utah, I mean, a team that's kind of in the, on the cusp of being in the playoff race, playing race, they're, they're in it. Uh, Kings are 2-0 against them this year. It would be nice to kind of just put them in the rear view and, and go 3-0 against them. So 
Three and one. I mean, that's a number to me. I think that's 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 a fair ask, especially with how the Kings it, are playing right now. I mean, they're they're forty and twenty seven. The top four is very much in play. They have to win these games to, to kind the, of square things away. The Bulls are five and three since the break, and they're top six in both offensive and defensive rating since then, which Damn. is kind of crazy. The Beverly edition. I I'm not a big Beverly oh, guy, but no. You said you'd be playing. You said you would be playing for the Sharks. You did say he that. He is after this year. He okay. Is. Oh, be nice. He got one more shot. They did the, oh, he, he's from he's from the area, so we signed him. But he's had an impact. Caruso yeah. being healthy. They they still have weapons where you go, you better be locked in. And the Nets scare me because they're just, they've got length. They've been playing some pretty good basketball. Yep. Like, the, it's not going to be as easy as people. I think people look at this trip and go, oh, easy, 4-1 or 4-0, 3-1. I'm like, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be tough, but the Kings are better than all four of those teams, in my opinion. And one last thing, too, talking to Matt Barnes about it last night on the postgame show, he was just kind of saying how these other teams, when you get to get under 500, you know, three of these four teams, when you get to a point when there's nothing to lose at the end of the season, you're just trying to screw it up for everyone else, right? So, like, they're going into these games with that type of mentality. So, Kings got to stay ready and play like they did against the Bucks last night against all these teams. Yeah, I mean, nothing. nothing's coming easy at this point in the year for anybody. I mean, it, that's the tough part about all these teams coming up, that they're all in the race still. I mean, Chicago, I don't think they're dead yet by any means. Even Washington, they're a team that's, that's I think, three, four games out of a playing spot. Uh, or no, like Washington's actually near – they're in a pretty good position, I think, actually, Washington. So the Kings are playing some teams that are definitely in the mix. They're not playing any teams that are tanking. I mean, it's such a, t- a bad year for teams that are tanking, I think, outside of the teams in you know, Detroit and Houston and San Antonio and so on. Kings need to show up. And they've been the best road team in the West, and I'm, that's why I have confidence. I'm not going to these games saying the Kings, I expect them to win and, and you expect it to be an easy road trip, but you have to feel good about them more times than not because of how good they've been on the road this season. They've proven they can win on the road, and that's something that they have that literally no other team in the West has, that record and, and that track record. So um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling optimistic. I think like Morgan, 3-1, that's, that's my goal. Well, Frankie's going to have it covered. He'll be all over – this road trip covering each and every game. You can check out his work, sacktownsports.com. Frankie, thanks so much for joining us. And I, I'm, I'm glad you allow us to bully you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you so much, Frankie. It's all love. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I don't look at it as bowling. I look at it as, as tough love. But Chris probably up. should see it as bowling. I, I knew you would say that. But, I mean, anyone out there that's playing basketball, you, you know, make sure you tell your teammates, trim your armpit hair. We got much more coming up next. Uh, It's Deuce and Mo. We stay live at YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. And we got much more coming up. It's Deuce and Mo, Sacktown Sports and SacktownSports.com. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Bruce Mason, Morgan, Reagan coming up at one. We've got another member of No Dunk stopping by. We've had J.E. Skeets before. We have not talked to Taz Mellis before. No. It's, weird. it's so weird when you see these guys. Of course, they're formerly the starters. Now, No Dunk Sync. They've been No Dunks for a while now. But it's wild when you see these guys so often over the years, you feel like you know them. But yes. we've never talked to Taz before. No. And, and like, we've we've said a few things over tweets yeah, at times yeah. and like they've mentioned um our show our podcast on their show and uh it's so cool that we get this opportunity finally um so that's going to be at one o'clock we need to talk about the least with john morant morgan um could he be done for the year 
We found out yesterday, according to Woj, that John Morant has entered a counseling program in Florida and remains without a timetable on a return to the NBA this season. He's been seeking assistance for what he described in a statement as a need to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being, which has taken him out of Memphis on a leave from the team. So there's no word on when he will be back. Apparently, Morant has maintained contact with his teammates, continuing to participate in the Grizzlies group text chain and talking to some Memphis players over the phone. Mark J. Spears said on the Hoop Collective podcast, saying, quote, there's things I'm hearing that I'd rather probably not say on this podcast. My guess now is that he doesn't play the rest of this season. Mm. End quote. Okay, I'll start first with the, um, obviously, just the person, John Morant. I, I love this for him from the sense of taking the right steps, even if it's difficult. There's so many times in our lives we take on things and then we don't set boundaries or we we're too embarrassed to quit or to stop or do what we need to do when really you have to do the right things for yourself. John Morant on the biggest stage of his life right now with the Nike shoe coming out, being one of the top NBA players and taking this time to be like, Oh no, I need to really get something done. Whether this is an NBA thing too, behind the scenes or not, He's getting the real help that he needs. Yeah, I think the NBA is in a tough spot, too, because I think they don't want to get in the business of, like, especially with the gun thing. They they don't want to get in the business of going, we're going to suspend him for having a gun when the law enforcement in Colorado did not do anything about it. Correct. So they're more like the team needs to handle this. And I'm sure they are encouraging this whole process. And yeah, I mean, you've seen enough of the Instagram stuff, not only from that night, the images of him over the offseason chugging tequila like it was water. Um, he's a young man that needs some help to work on things. And the best thing is that it's happening now when he's still yes. young and not when he's 27 and has been just going down a bad, bad path for years. It's like, he can address this now and he can come out of the other end and be in a, in a good spot. He's got some things to work out and I just hope he works it out. You know, it's, you don't want to see these, these young people fall to just throw away everything. No. And, and I feel like before becoming the most hated team in the NBA, John Morant was one of the most liked players. Like you saw last year yeah. after he got most improved player and drops it off at his teammate's house, Desmond Bain being like, no, you are the most improved player. Like you saw these moments within his life where you're like, oh, he's a real teammate. He's a good one. He's having fun out there on the floor and it's translating into good basketball and wins. Now, maybe it got to his head. We don't know. You can speculate however you want to speculate. I mean, 23 year old, what were, what were you doing at 23? What was going through your head at that age? And when you don't have, the right people around you. Yeah. Things can get really bad. No. And also when people are depending on you, when you are the one, the breadwinner, there's a lot more responsibility that you take on mentally, yeah. emotionally. And yeah, I just, I can't imagine what he's going through, but I'm just so glad. Like you said that whoever's around him telling him 
get this help, whether it's the NBA or family members, good for him. Yeah, and you hope it take up as much time as you need. Like, just get right yep. because you are the franchise guy, and they can't have him in a spot, not only because they care about him, obviously, but just for the team. Like, this team's trying to win a championship. You know, he's supposed to be the leader, the guy, and if he is not in a good spot, then they're not in a good spot. And it sucks that this is going to alter their championship aspirations this year. But if John Morant comes back next year, focused, ready to go, feeling great, being able to manage stress or whatever, like he was talking about in better ways besides going out, drinking all night, mm-hmm. then that's huge. Not only for him as a person, but as a player in the NBA. Absolutely. So um, you talk about that side of things with John Morant and now... You go to the basketball court and you go and see where the Memphis Grizzlies are in the standings. And they're still at that third spot. As no, of, number two now. Oh, I'm sorry. They won last night. The Kings lost. They're at that number two spot in the Western Conference. And they have other good pieces on their squad. We've seen this team win without Ja Morant. But you still feel a certain type of chaos, a different type of mentality surrounding the Memphis Grizzlies, letting things get to their head, suspensions, um, injuries, and now John Morant stuff. I don't know. I mean, I think it's fair to not feel half as confident in this team. Oh, no, but they've won three in a row. Part of it, a really nice home win against Golden State Warriors, and they took on Dallas in a home and home set. Luka Kyrie didn't play. Luka didn't play in both games. So, you know. You still won without Jaw, and you still, you know, still without um, Stephen Adams, obviously, and Clark, who's out for the season after he ruptured his Achilles. And coming up, they've got at Miami, at San Antonio, Golden State, Dallas, and you got Houston a couple times. They're treading water, so I think they're in a position not to completely fall fall out of it. But I don't envision them staying in the two spot. I don't. I just think with Jaw being out this long, it's not going to be that easy. It's yeah, just not. Yeah. Yeah. I and I mean and just and what it does to like we said, like the the demeanor, the uh energy of the team. Mm-hmm. It it just and it's great that he's still in the team group chat and they're still, you know, supporting and everyone's still there for one another, but it changes things and I think when all this stuff was first going down, you first always think about, oh my, this is awful for this human, but then it's great that he's getting help. And so that's why it is great now that we can kind of talk more about the basketball side in the Western Conference. And so it's not only the Memphis Grizzlies that are having their issues. You're seeing with the Denver Nuggets and their losing skid teams and their health. It's crazy to look at how many things are working well for the Sacramento Kings. All right, coming up next, what, Morgan? I was trying to hurry because I saw you do the break sign. You know, you give it to me sometimes, too, and I just wrap it up. When I just do a break sign to you, uh, by the way, casually do a break sign, so I'm going to break. She slumps back in her chair as if I said, stop talking now. Oh, I'm scared. What isn't shown is the three times she has told me to break today, and I just go, yeah. yeah, Can I be honest? That's me just being a teammate. I'm being like, oh, and I don't care if you break or I don't care if you break or not. Coming up next, Chris is going to bring some life to the party. It's time with it's time for a little story time oh. with Chris Verlade. It's coming up next. Do some on Sacktown Sports and SacktownSports.com.
Town Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan. Kings getting ready for a big road trip coming up. And a fun game last night against Milwaukee Bucks. A lot of fun. They lost. Kings getting a lot of love lately. Oh, yeah. They got a lot of love headed into uh, yesterday's game, too. But no dunk zinc has been giving the Kings some love for a while now. Super excited to have our next guest on. A guy that we've never actually talked to before, but I feel like I know because they're like the OGs of basketball podcasting. Taz Mellis joining us live. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Taz? I'm doing so good, guys. It's great to be on with you guys. I, I totally feel like I understand you guys, too. You know, we're, yeah. we're like buds who have never spoken a word to each other before. Totally. Dude, it is weird because I mean I've seen your face for years, yes. heard your voice for years, and yeah, I and of course see you on social media all the time. So I'm so glad we have you on to talk some hoops. Um, it's been a wild ride in Sacramento. I know you guys have been talking about it a lot. Uh, what, what's been the, kind of the biggest surprise to you about the King season? Well, yes, the, and it has I think been the biggest surprise to me of everybody on our show because I've been the biggest hater. I think I didn't expect this to happen before the other guys did. They were on board when Mike Brown took the reins and just believed, I guess, in the the star power and the growth of De'Aaron Fox this year before the season even started. So I've been labeled some names on our show. <laughs> I think I think some Kings fans come on over and, uh, you know, this is the time where Kings fans are shining. Uh, oh, yeah. so they want to see some coverage. And uh, <laughs> when they don't and when they get some uh, some bad coverage, I hear about it, which is good. Uh, um, I guess the biggest surprise is just how everything has come together so effortlessly. And like, like you guys, you know, just briefly said, and I'm sure you've talked about it for the first two hours of your show. Cause you guys are animals. Uh, that was an incredible game. The buzz that the Kings have every game now, uh, that, that was such a good game. Like from a, a, a person who has no dog in the race whatsoever, that was just a fun basketball game and I mean- high level execution. You guys consume so much basketball because obviously you cover the entire league. You're watching so many games before talking about it on your pod the next day. And I look at last night and that's why even as Kings fans, like I would say Deuce and I like to be realistic for the most part. Like you said, going into the season, um, I was like, oh, they'll be in the play in conversation, like not the playoffs. Like how could anything develop that quickly right and then you're seeing them against the bucks in march in this competitive beautiful basketball game and i know at times it can seem surprising but it's not a fluke and that's been my favorite part about it what is what have you seen that is making the kings so good right now yeah we talk about this uh night in and night the league night in and night out for years and years and years so coming into this season I, I always try and fall back on actual research, like actual work I, we all do uh, in this field. And so I went back and I was looking at the defensive rankings of this team and thought, ain't no way this team can be in the playoffs. There's just, it's just, it's not going to break from that pattern uh, no, no matter what Mike Brown does. And then I guess the biggest surprise is to have, that really not matter all that much because they've been so incredible on the other end and how fluid it is and it going from one through 10. I mean, everything that Monty McNair touched turned to gold on that end. (laughs) Like we're talking, yeah, uh, 
the, the, even the rotation last night off the bench. Kessler uh, Edwards, like, well, yeah. he, he didn't have his best game last night, but even him in the other game. But Trey Lyles, how about? How about Trey Lyles? Yeah, yeah I haven't, you know, as a Canadian and uh, as a fellow Canadian, as and uh, I've never been a, a true believer in, in Trey Lyles, and he's gone through, you know, a couple uh, roller coaster, I guess you'd call it, of a yeah. career. Uh, and now he's found a home. Like, the locker room has to be absolutely incredible for guys like Trey Lyles and Terrence Davis, who also being a Raptor previously, they've just had some ups and downs. And I say it's got to be an incredible locker room for all these guys to absolutely fit like puzzle pieces to to just jump right in and yeah, you throw Kessler Edwards name out there. I mean, it is wild. Like that was one as a as a national media member that was one trade that just absolutely went under the radar it was cool to see <laughs> yeah. it's cool to see the kings adding for a need i mean they, they obviously need some wing uh defense and that was a guy who was you know solid last year for the nets and and them trying to find themselves and he was just sort of a surrounding part for kevin durant but he barely played this season and again he comes to the the kings defends devin booker pretty freaking well um and uh, yeah he's just he's again it's it's got to be the locker room morgan to sort of answer your question but not yeah. answer your question all at the same time but like to come all the way back around i mean they have yeah mike brown's just done it i mean it's 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 it's, it's kind of like like I, like we said before the season it was hard to really peg this team as a playoff team but there's always a surprise in the nba and it's always impossible as as long as we've been talking about the game to really project who that surprise is going to be. And it's obviously the Kings this season. Well, I know we we're just talking about Trey Lyles. I was curious from last night's game. What do you make of the end of the game? <laughs> where like Giannis, who by the way, I don't feel like enough people are talking about the Giannis angle of this. And I'm not mad at this at all. It just, you know, he veers right to dribble in front of Lyles. Lyles did not like it. Fouls him, pushes him. And then Lopez <laughs> and him get tangled up. What do, you, what do you think of that whole thing? I'm team Giannis on this one. Uh, he's allowed what? to he's allowed to dribble the basketball i know like i think I, right you're gonna make me start hating on Giannis now he dribbled right into him for no reason Giannis fools everyone he's mr nice guy but he does some weird things on the and floor and by the way we are Giannis lovers oh, I'm, i love Giannis. <laughs> And then, you know what he did? Then he did, he, him and Lopez, Lopez and Lyles are going at it. Giannis is in the background with his hands up. I love that two people that cover the Kings are trying to convince Taz, who covers the it's entire Giannis's league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely no way you can put this on Giannis Tetokounmpo's shoulders. No chance. He's allowed to go towards the sideline. That's where I think he was going. Because at the end, he just wants to dribble out the clock. That's what players do. They don't dribble in the middle of the floor. Like he could have just stood there. You're right. He could have just dribbled out. I dribbled it. No one would have touched him. There would have been no, no scuffle whatsoever. But that's what players do. They kind of go to. It's a weird thing. They kind of go past the midcourt line and they kind of go to the corner. And that's where I think he was going. I don't think he was trying to get under Trey Lyles. Oh. That I, I think Yadis isn't that type of dude. Is he fooling everybody? It's a yes. great long con. 
I mean, he's been the nicest dude in the league for a he decade. Is. Now he's going at Trey Lyles. That's who he's picking his feud with. with we Trey need Lyles. you guys to take this video, break it down on yeah. your show tomorrow in breakdown. We have different camera views we need to tag I, in yeah, there. And might. really, I think oh. you guys might think differently of Giannis tomorrow. Mm, I like it. I like it. We need it. Uh, I haven't seen you – know, basically, I saw the main camera. Yeah. And – I was fine with it watching it. I was fine with Brooke coming over. Yeah. And I think Lyles was the instigator. Is that is that reasonable to say? I mean, you no. guys I'm think, sending him the no. video. <laughs> I, I I think Lyles, I mean, Lyles got, uh, he was worked up. He should, it's whatever. I actually like the whole thing, to be honest. I like yeah. that stuff in the NBA. It's fun. You know, there, no one got hurt from it. it no. It's intense. It was, like we just said, it was such a great game. It was right. a physical game. We saw a lot of offense. Giannis was incredible. 46 points. No one could stop him on the Kings. It was just a really, really fun basketball game. And to top it off with a little little chaos at the end, is, I loved it. Is Giannis your MVP? Ooh, baby. It's tough. <laughs> I, th- I think it's, I think... It's not my Greek heritage speaking, uh, but I think in the end, I think I am going to go with him. I, I reserve the right to, you know, wait a month here. We got sure. four weeks left. Absolutely. I, I, I do think the fact that Joel Embiid is coming on strong and Jokic is where Jokic is, is in Yanis's favor because those two are going to take a lot of, uh, they're sort of going to be neck and neck and beat it in Jokic and they're going to be at the top. And I think a lot of people when it comes to voting, are going to say, well, the default guy is that um, we're just going to go with that guy. Uh, and, and Giannis being the default guy who is probably the best player of all of them and, and the player that everyone would pick in a series. So I think the fact that those other two have you know, kind of projected themselves towards the top, it's going to help Giannis's. So I think that might factor into the way I look at it at the end, especially with the way they're going to take the number one seed and the best rank or the best record in the entire NBA. I, I think that's going to be theirs. So, yeah, I think Giannis might take it. And, uh, yeah, so many things factor into it, for sure. Uh, you know, the voter fatigue and all, and all that. Uh, but I think I think he will be my guy when it comes down to it with the way he's carried his team without Chris Middleton for a huge chunk of the season and them going to be the number one team, not only in the East, but in the NBA. Yeah, he's just ridiculous. Just watching him last night, I'm just like – seen him play so many times but you're just like how do you stop this guy and last Freak. night he's hitting threes in the mid-range what he does defensively getting to the basket uh which is i just appreciate watching a player like him yep. you know because he's one of the greats of all time and sometimes we get jaded watching games all the time and you have to like appreciate the moment because what we're witnessing with him is is just beyond special and i mean of course what we're witnessing with him is amazing and some of these other players in this league that are that top tier but being in Sacramento right now Taz I feel like the other guy that what we're witnessing is just something we haven't really experienced before and that's Domas Sabonis uh what you're talking trip dubs all the time you look at his double double numbers but what he's been able to do in this first season, well, I mean, technically last year wasn't a full first season. Full whatever. season yeah, yeah, first full season to completely help and change the identity of the squad with Mike Brown, with De'Aaron Fox. And we haven't seen anything like this before from a leader that shines, you know, mentally and shines as a teammate in so many different levels. What are you seeing from Domas this season? Yeah, another huge surprise just uh, after the trade. 
didn't see the the ability to number one play hurt like he's been playing with <laughs> with the thumb injury and yeah just to exactly right like lead an offense uh be the the hub be fine with you know uh not as many shot opportunities i'm sure as he could have uh and and uh yeah just uh that yeah i mean the word is leadership and those are the things like you can't you can't really uh, predict in the NBA guys' growth and and both him and Fox doing it in the same season uh, is is why the Kings are in that two seed because they're both so comfortable in their roles they're both excelling in their roles they're both uh, truly they're dominating I felt bad for him last night because Yanis was he had the footwork going and there was like there's nobody in the world regardless of size strength that could stop it. I mean, that guy is just, the footwork is just, is too much, but you know, Domus showed his skills going to the right. Uh, everybody expected him to go to the middle there and then go to the right hand. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a special dude. And this is, you know, team number, team number three for him. And I think in Indiana, like you were just saying, deuce about Giannis and people not appreciating him or, you know, just, just the fact that we kind of, it kind of goes numb watching all these amazing players play the way they do. I think that sort of happened to Don Sabonis and his skill set mm. in Indiana a little bit. We just kind of were you know, sort of, I, I think, as national media members and fans, just watching that situation and we're kind of over it. It felt like that iteration of the team was done. And, yeah, you kind of just forget about his skill set or, or or forget about how good he was. But he's... You know, especially as the son of an incredible player, yeah, to uh, to be able to thrive. Uh, another thing that's really really difficult. Like he came in with, with OKC and looked skilled, but by no means did anything anyone think he was going to grow to this level of talent. And yeah, he had the talent in Indiana. And now it's just adding all grown up, as Mark Jackson would say. Uh, you know, to, to be like a real uh, a real pros pro out there. And uh, again, playing through injury. You know, without him. Yeah. Uh, doing that these last several weeks, who knows where the, the Kings season is. So right now the Kings are the number three seed. I mean, I know they haven't clinched a playoff spot. I feel oh. like we're in Sacramento. I said two seed. I said two seed because I, well, they, they dropped down to three. No, yeah, yeah, they like I mean, they'll probably, they might be the two seed soon. I mean, yeah. Memphis, you know, they're going to have to yeah. play without jaw. Um, either way, I imagine they're going to be top six. I would be crazy if they fell apart. Um, so let's just put them in the top six. Do you think that they could win a series or two? Because now it feels like some of the national media is like hopping on strong where they weren't really talking about them all at all. And then like Zach Lowe started last week saying, I could see conference finals. Mm -hmm. Perkins saying it yesterday, you know, Rusillo and Simmons saying, could they come out of the West? It seems like it's going the other way now. Where, where do you weigh in on, on maybe the Kings? Can they win a series or two? Depending yeah, on the match. Yeah, let's ride it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board as well. They have the great draw. We just talked about Memphis. If they get to that second round, that's who they would likely play if the Grizzlies do get through. And there's not a better matchup in the second round than that, just because of the, the lack of experience on that side, because you look up and down in the Western Conference, it's better than facing, you know, a Nuggets, a Suns, a Warriors, yeah. a Clippers, I would say. So the draw is there. And uh, you know, like you said earlier, Morgan, it's obviously not a fluke. And this is uh, a tough place to play. So in that first round, sure, they should be, they're going to be the favorite. 
And uh, I'm sure they want to get to that two seed to, to play a, a play in team rather than those, you know, those bunch of other teams that I mentioned that they would face in a three, six, like a, a Clippers or a Warriors. I think they'd rather, you know, get one of those teams that are scurrying down there right now, whether it's the Wolves or, or, or the Mavs or somebody like that in round one and, and round two. Yeah. They've, they've got a good bracket. Uh, so sure. Conference finals. I, I, I yeah, it's, it's, I possible. Know. it's, it's weird to, it it's is. weird to say it. And it yeah. is, it, the West is just bizarre. I mean, I think the talent level in this league in general is just absurd. I mean, every night you turn on a game and go, yeah, this guy's really, really good. Yep. This guy's awesome. This team has talent. And even in the West, you're going, who is the favorite? I mean, I feel like I've changed my mind 800 times. There's a stretch. I was feeling Denver a little bit, but I mean, they, every team has questions at this point. And in, in, I think when we look at some of these guys, Taz, and go like, oh, who's going to slow down that guy on the team? Who's going to slow down that guy? And then with the Kings, you finally get to say with De'Aaron Fox, who is Mr. Clutch in fourth quarters right now, who's going to slow him down or not allow him to shoot from where he wants to shoot? Well, you saw against the number one defense last night that it can alter things, but not every team is at Still that at 35. level. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and not every team is at that level. Um, we know that J.E. was always has been that De'Aaron Fox truther. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Taz? How have you felt about De'Aaron Fox over the years and leading into this season? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Because I, I haven't been... Uh, I, I just didn't know if it was come. If yeah. it was going to come. You know, I was there, on board, ready to, to watch it happen. But this is... Uh, yeah, different, different beast. Uh, he can get what he wants, and he's comfortable on every spot of the floor. And I, I looked down at those teams that he would face, and, and like you said, yeah, it was it was different against a a, a humongous front court uh, yesterday. But still, uh, he he knows where to hit the spots that he can get to in the postseason. The mid range will be open. It's it that's just the way basketball goes in the postseason, they're going to take away some Kings threes, uh, but he has the ability to, to pull up and is so comfortable there. And if, if you take that away from him in the mid range, then he's going to get to the rim. So if they're facing a team like the Mavs who have closers of their own, uh, he's going to rip them apart. Uh, they're, they're a bad team at the rim uh, defensively. And so I think he would get there if he wanted to, and you know, they're a bad team on the perimeter. So I think, that would be, even though on the other side, there's you know, two killers there in, in Kyrie and Luca. That would be a really good matchup uh, for the Kings because they would, yeah, they, they would just tear them apart defensively. And I don't think there's any stopping Fox uh, and a Fox led offense and, and the entire Kings offense. So that's uh, yeah, any one of those teams, really. I know that the Wolves would probably be um, a decent matchup, but Fox is just yeah. so conf- confident in that mid range. Um, you know, that's 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 where the that's where the 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 guys who go from good to exceptional in the playoffs operate, and he can do that right now, right? Like in in any quarter, in any moment. I know it's you know it's game eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven. It may be different than game sixty and sixty five, but it ain't a fluke. Uh, so you know, I, I definitely doubted him the last a few years, uh, but the doubts are gone. So why can't he do it in the postseason? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm just so glad we're getting postseason basketball in yeah. Sacramento. Yeah. And like, I, you know, there's some younger NBA fans that obviously don't know what that means, right? Like, it's yeah. been 16 years since they made the playoffs, and there's just something special about 
the crowd, I think people are starting to see it with the crowds in Sacramento. It's like, dude, this place is a tough place to play. You know, this, the crowds get into it. The beams brought people together. I just feel like it's going to be such an incredible atmosphere. I would, I, you know, I want to maybe because we've always been sort of internet buddies, but yeah. I, I, you know, I just, I kind of want to get in the same boat with you guys and say that the raps had this going on when I was uh, a fan a long time ago when they had like a 12 year drought of not winning a playoff series. I know it's a little different. They did get yeah. there for a couple years in the middle and do nothing really. And just, uh, you know, throw, throw the ball to uh, Richard Jefferson way back when, and, and some weird stuff happened, but it, it felt like a really, really long hiatus of good basketball in Toronto, even though they Chris Bosch led him to a couple of playoffs and so I, I'm with you. I, uh, like I said on the show a couple of weeks ago, we were watching some ugly uh, Toronto Chicago basketball Ooh. on a, a Monday night. The games, the, the offense was not clicking, and I had a flashback of you know the early 2000s when League Pass didn't exist, and I was watching ugly Toronto Raptors basketball. We flipped the channel to the Kings OKC game, and the offense was beautiful. It was just like when I got league pass for the first time. Like, There's basketball outside of Toronto basketball yeah. that's actually you know, fluid, uh, and and guys can like all five guys can score, and it's not just you know dribble, dribble, dribble type stuff. So uh, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I'm sure um, people have not experienced playoff bas- basketball in Sacramento, and uh, yeah, I, I hope it doesn't last just five or six games for you guys. Uh, I hope it, you get a second round to, uh, to really experience the highs and the lows, the drama and uh, the pain that comes yeah. with uh, some losses. I know it's like buckle the hell up. Because yeah. It's real. You know? Oh, it's tiring. Yeah. Oh, it's so tiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah the emotional part of it, you know? Well, Taz, dude, thank you so much for joining us. Seriously. Man. Uh, keep up the great work. We love what you guys right do. Back at it's, you guys. it's so cool to see, the growth of no dunks you guys are, are killing it so so definitely keep it up and just really quick too i mean you guys truly inspired us so many years ago into the podcasting world and talking nba and just your fun loose style and we appreciate you guys always giving the love that you do on your show yes, i mean it's yes. like it's it's so mind-blowing if i mean i think about me 10 years ago if i had known that you guys would even know who the hell i am <laughs> i would freak out so just thank you so much so much well, we obviously, uh, we know what hard work is and we see you guys from afar and you guys make us work a heck of a lot harder, even in, you know, because you guys are, you guys are putting in the work here in hour number three of show number, however many here, I've got a, I've got a child with me. Come here. Oh, come here. Get yeah. I didn't have children when I started doing this show. She's not, she's not a, she doesn't, she, she's just interrupting, but she doesn't want to How join. old is she? Come on over. Come here. Come here. She's asking. Come here. What? Can you stay with Noah? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I appreciate it, guys. I'm sorry. uh, Sorry I couldn't bring on my co-host there. It's all right. Next next time. time. (laughs) Anyways, you guys keep up the good work. Thanks, Taz. Appreciate it, man. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, guys. Taz, man. That's so cool to catch up with you. I know. Love it. I know. No. I, I, I die that we've been able to talk about to these guys. It's also so. cool that other people around are like appreciating the King's story this year. You Let's know what go. I mean? Let's go. I dig it. I dig it so much. All right. We got much more coming up. It's Deuce and Mo. We always stay live at youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. And of course, at SacktownSports.com.
Motown Sports. Just Mason Morgan, Reagan, the Kings hit the road. Taking on the Bulls coming up tomorrow night. Then they got the Nets the next night. Oof. Yeah. Only 15 games to go in the regular season. Wild. Usually we're planning vacations by now. Well, yeah. I mean, a weekend trip or something. But now you got to start looking deep into the summer, huh? Way deep, deep into the into summer. Yeah. The one thing that happened today, J.J. Reddick just put out a new podcast with Dame Lillard. I haven't listened to it yet because uh, breaking news, we've been doing a show for the last three hours. But uh, one thing that's been brought up is kind of like Dame saying he's not really enjoying what the NBA has become. Um, And I don't know so much as I think he's a little off on this, though. Okay. I think the point he's making is that it's just this ring culture. And if you don't win, if you're not trying to go out and win a championship every year, you're you're a bum pretty much. I think sometimes we just, and I'm guilty of it. I think NBA players are. Everybody is. You get caught up on what people say on social media, what the trolls are saying, and feeding into that. When I think most rational NBA fans go, Dame is one of the premier talents of the game. He's had a hell of a career. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be like, Dude, Dame, he never won. He sucks. It's like, yeah, some people may say that, okay. but those that's not the overwhelming Casuals. majority. Those are, yeah, those are casual people. Those are trolls. Yeah, I think, and I think, to one, um, as a society, we, we care too much about what others think. Uh, that's number one. Number two, it's pretty exhausting when you think about what these players and athletes have done in these leagues to become the best of the best, right? The, the work, the work, the grind, the mentality, everything that goes into it to be that top tier player in a league like this, not everybody's going to get to win. That's just not how it's going to work. And you can still be one of the best players. And I think people lose sight of that when they just even go like that person sucks down on the bench or like you even Matthew Dellavedova obviously I'm not comparing him and Dame Lillard they're close I admit that makes sense they're close (laughs) my point is is like what he's done to find a role in the NBA is so much more than so many other people could ever do out there that are trying to make it into the NBA or trying to make it into a professional league so Again, it's just really having a different outlook, a different perspective on what these guys have done and accomplished. It, it is. I mean, a championship can change people's reputations, too. Like, Giannis, before winning a championship, I, I mean, I was like, man, is he ever going to be able to get it done? He's so great, but what happens in the playoffs? And then, of course, he on one leg, he takes care of the oh Phoenix Suns. And, yeah, I think we just need to do a better job with our conversations about the sport. The Kings are not in all likelihood, not going to win a championship this year. No. I'd, I'd, by the way, love to be wrong. That'd be awesome if I was wrong. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to look back and be like, well, they failed this year. This whole like championship or bust mentality when it comes to sports is hilarious because it's hard to win a championship. And just because you don't win one doesn't mean you're not a good player. It doesn't mean you're not a stud. I, I just think there are so many players around the league that you look, oh, he's been a great player. Hasn't won one. It, I, I think we obsess about this stuff a little we too much do. instead of just appreciating the, 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 the skill level of some of these players. Why does that award have to be the validation of what your career is? Why can't it be the, the path that you chose the journey along the way? And I think like, yeah, that sounds 
really deep when I say it out loud, but it's, it's the truth with anything in life. And I think, um, I, I think it was like when, during a lot of busy times, my dad was saying that to me. It's like, Hey, really enjoy this journey. I mean, you think about years ago when like I would do anything to be like, wow, I want to be on that show one day on NBC. And when you're there, you just, you can't lose that perspective or that you're covering your, your childhood team. And you're there at a game for free, working, watching. Like, you can't lose the perspective of the journey that is taking you to the next levels in your career. Like, appreciate every single step of the way and appreciate all these players no matter where they land in their journey. Appreciate this King season. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. loved yesterday getting a little mix-up with Lyles and Brooke Lopez. Still no word on suspensions, and I don't think they're – maybe Lyles gets one. The Suns do play tonight, by the way. The Suns are – excuse me, the, the Bucks play tonight. They play the Suns in Phoenix on the second half of back-to-back. Ooh. Yeah. I need them to win. Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go. Win. Last night, no, we hate you, Bucks. Tonight, I'm going, yes, go, Brooke. Get, punch someone in the face, Brooke Lopez. No, no, no. We don't want him to get ejected. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Bait, uh, DeAndre Ayton into something. There we go. Yeah. I, the Kings are in a nice spot right now. They they really are in still a good spot. I'm, I'm eager to see how they play on this road trip, though. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I think when you look at this road trip, Deuce, it's just another test. It's a, late in the season. Um, they have played so many games this season at such a high level, and you see that growth every single game, every single week, whatever the stretch is. And so this is that other one where it's like, okay, before the postseason, what do you want to look like? And you still got to clinch a playoff spot. A couple of uh, NFL stuff that we learned today. Darren Waller got traded by the Raiders today for a third-round pick to the Giants. What? That was a little surprising today. And then uh, yesterday, after the show, we found out that the Niners signed Sam Darnold. What do you think about him maybe as a little backup, third-string quarterback for the Niners? I, you know, it's. I think you said in the beginning of the show, it could be worse. It could be worse. And and what Sam Darnold was doing, it, it it's not like he was. he's just trash, right? And I think when you look at the quarterback situation with the Niners, sure, you would rather have them find a way to go after Lamar Jackson and then you go into but, – but all the, the cap conversation, um, especially when they're signing guys they're going to need to – put forth more money toward other guys that are already on the squad, restructure some contracts like we were talking about with Emil yesterday. So Sam Darnold situation, I'm fine with it. But at the same time, if you're the quarterback or if you're the Niners and you're trying to go all in, what, what's that? Yeah, what's I mean, that? I think the hope is here's what they're hoping. Best what? case scenario, Brock Purdy is ready to go a little after week one. They get him back in the fold. Let's go. And, and the other best case would be that Trey Lance has an awesome camp and he's ready to go. And yeah. he just has the job. I think if you get into a situation where you are having a quarterback battle between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, that means things are not going well for Trey Lance. And, you know, Sam is still 25 years old. It's going to be his third NFL stop now. Shanahan has liked him. You know, the Niners have liked him. He knows Christian McCaffrey from playing with the Panther Panthers the last couple of years. And then of course, Steve Wilkes, the interim coach who's now on the Niners staff as defensive coordinator is familiar with him too. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's not a bad, 
in case of emergency guy to use out there. But, you know, if he ends up having to be your starter week one, I'm not very comfortable with that. You, you have so many weapons on your offense, too, with the Niners that at least maybe if you just can depend on him to take care of the football um, and throw it downfield when necessary because it's not like they had that with Jimmy Garoppolo. They just had someone who could take care of the uh, take care of the basketball, take care of the football. And you want to be able to create more because you know your defense is going to get stops, but what are you going to produce on your offensive end? You need some high-level quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. Niners are going to be, I mean, they're fine. It's Every year we question the quarterback, and it's like, yeah, but their defense is so legit, and their defense just got better. So the quarterback will put them over the top, I think, obviously, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess it's not good to have a question mark at quarterback. And do you think Purdy's still a question mark because of the injury? Um, I, I, think, I think the injury is the only thing that mm. makes the question mark. Because before the injury, you guys, we, we had Matt Mayo go on. And we were talking to him about, like, wow, oh, is this the future of the Niners? And he's like, yeah, basically. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Um, everyone's high on Brock Purdy. And um, Trey Lance still trying to get healthy like of course you're going to go with what was working and then the injury happens so you never know how someone's going to perform after an injury how many quarterbacks have had surgery like he has on their, yeah, off their exactly. throwing arm exactly. you know I, I don't I don't know that statistic so I don't know what that would be like but hell I would be scared to to be doing any like that motion again and someone coming after my arm I, I don't know where my brain would go. You saw Jimmy Garoppolo even every time that he would try to step back, he would never put that heel down. He never was just fundamental about the way that he would start passing again and really use his base. And it's just like, okay, his his game was altered after that injury. Oh, we got to take the break. We'll be back on the radio side in just a few minutes. But we're always live on our YouTube page. Come chat with us, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com. Sports. Mason Morgan Reagan coming up at two o'clock. Cattles and Rami. So Cattles is blaming Trey Lyles for this, right? And why does everyone think it was Trey Lyles instigating it? Well, even we Taz. Taz, why are people going at Trey Lyles? Like, I'm not even defending what he did. Giannis started the whole thing. I, I don't think that's, I honestly don't think that's saying so much. You guys, Trey Lyles wouldn't just get ear, like do that for no reason. You know what I mean? Like it's Trey Lyles. Now, if it was someone who like pops off a lot or let's even say it was Malik Monk, you know, he has a big personality. Uh, he, he, we've seen him get into it with someone before that wasn't his fault. But if that happened with him, I might question it. Trey Lyles. It's like a little teddy bear. Yeah, the way he explained it, too, was just so calm, too, right? Like, he was just like, yeah, I mean, he just kind of messed with me, and I'm not going to do that. I think Fox did it pretty well, you know. Could have been avoided to just dribble it out. Uh, if you watch it, I was just walking back my head down. He crossed in front of me, reached from behind, kind of clamped down my arm, so I pushed him my arm off. He sold it a little bit. Um, <laughs> it was nothing personal, but, you know, a bigger guy walks down on me. Um, I'm not really one for, for talking, I think, uh, 
you know, I've showed it a lot. You know, it takes a lot for me to get uh, out of character. And, um, yeah, I'm just not going not gonna to go for that. So. I'm Team Lyles in this. Oh, I, I'm literally I'm messaging Taz saying, this guy is a saint. Yes. And I'm sending that I, audio. He is a saint, and Giannis, well, I'm, hey, got my eyes on you, Giannis. Yeah, as, as oh, a, yeah. As a Tier 1 Trey Bay myself, uh-huh. I am a little bit disappointed in Trey. Okay, how Because come? like we said before, he's Canadian. He should have went full hockey fight and taken Ooh. Lopez's shirt over his head mm. and then mushed his face. God, That's mushed his face. That's aggressive. But yes, that is what he should have done. Uh, here's a Mike Brown's big takeaway on it. 100%. You know, I, I don't know what happened, but so we, we ain't taking no from nobody. Trust me on that. And they all going to have each other's back in there. That don't mean we're going to go out there and start something. We're not. But we're going to stand up for ourselves and each other. I just think about if you were in that position, Morgan, and someone did that where you just lost, you're kind of hot, viewers over and dribbles like right next to you after you've been dealing with them all day. You know what I would You're probably doing the same thing. Oh. I think a lot of people do what Trey Lyles did last night. You guys, I mean, one, you're – you're a competitor and you're upset that you're losing and you're losing because of the guy that's veering in front of you and trying to just rub it in your face with one extra thing. He wasn't going to the sideline. He was trying to troll him a little bit and probably because it's Trey Lyles. It wasn't, it's not like, what, is he going to do that to De'Aaron? Is he going to do that to a player he respects? I don't know. Maybe he was just in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Either way, he wasn't taking anything, and I loved, loved that Mike Brown backed him up. And with in all the that words said, of Lil John, don't start no stuff, won't be no stuff. There you go. Yeah, Lil John created that. Did he? I don't know. I didn't know that. Chris dropping Lil John knowledge on us. Um, yeah, yeah. With all that said, Giannis is at this point, if you're like, hey, you have to MVP now or you're going to die, Oh, I'd go with Giannis. Yeah, um, I got aggressive, but yes, I guess I would as well. And I think, I mean, you see what his team is doing, and yes, they are stacked. And I think that's what's when people have that knock on him, he's still scoring 46 points last night. 32 of those points were in the paint. I mean, the amount, uh, uh, the, the efficiency in the restricted area for him, the fact that someone, the ability to drive downhill, every single time that they want get into the paint every single time that they actually want it's just it's it's incredible and when you're that unstoppable yes you are the most valuable player out there he's averaging 31 points 12 rebounds five and a half assists on 54 percent shooting i mean we've seen him have a couple of 50 point games this year multiple 40 point games and as taz mentioned it was like Chris Middleton's been hurt. They've it's not like they've been healthy all the time, and here uh-uh. they are with the best record in the NBA. Does that make you at all? And this might be weird of a question, but does that make you feel bad a little bit for Joel Embiid? Just because he's like so close so many times, and then there's been health, and then there's other things, you know, obviously other players just playing a little bit better than him. And he's just always right there on the verge. But can't get it. And I just don't yeah. want voters to have that voter fatigue and be like, no, nah, he's got to get it this time. I mean, he's going he's gonna to have a chance. I mean, he's been the runner-up the last two years behind Jokic. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, it's tough because he's had a great year. And we start getting the MVP conversation. And, you know, sometimes this is where we start going with narratives and conversation. We start trying to tear down guys to, like, yeah. prove our case. I'm like, no, Embiid's been awesome. He's had great stretches. Personally, I think there are times where he gets a little frustrating for me to watch. Yeah. But the same with Jokic, man. Jokic recently, I've been disappointed with him. I mean, for all the love he gets for, like, being a great guy, playing hard and all that, there's been some times lately where you're going – is he playing that? Is he even trying defensively? Where I think last year through stretches, you're like, dude, he is engaged and ready to go. I haven't felt the same way about him this year watching him. So um, with all that said, those three guys are studs. They put up monster numbers. Their teams are winning. They should absolutely all be in the conversation. And it's crazy when you think about all the other great players in this league and someone like Steph Curry, who just turned 35 years old, isn't in that conversation, right? I mean, for obvious reasons. I'm more just saying his name being in the league and still playing at such a high level. And finally, it's like, ah, oh, Steph Curry's not in the conversation. But again, what that guy is doing at 35 years old... Um, he's, he's one of those other players that I'm just like always amazed by. That was actually going to be one of my questions I had for you. Um, happy 35th birthday to Steph Curry. Yeah. How long do you think he plays? Okay. And do you think he'll be a warrior for life? I think he'll be a warrior for life. For life. For life. Which I think is really cool. You don't think he'll go to Charlotte? No. Okay. Oh, but that would be. So wait, a little ending. No, I, I want. I like the guy. I do like the stories of guys sticking with one. Same. Team. It just never feels right when they leave, especially a guy that's been there forever. Like you think about Kobe or Tim Duncan. Imagine if Tim was like, "Yeah, I'm going to go spend the last year of my career in Miami." Right. Like that. Ugh. No, in in like for players to that exactly to that caliber of player. Uh, you want to see it. You want to see Dame in Portland. You want to see these guys have that one jersey. And and totally understand if they have reasons and money and whatever to not make that happen. But with Steph Curry, hope he's a warrior forever. And uh, I think I think he'll play until he's like, I mean, at least I, I want to say 40. But I think he could play till 40. I mean, if, if health is on his side, the guy's the best conditioned athlete maybe in the NBA, uh -huh. he can shoot. He's got skill. He could pass like the, that age as well. It's and, not like his game is built on some like elite athleticism where he has to explode and dunk the ball. And we're just not talking about him as much because his team isn't as great, but still they're finding their way to battle through the Western conference to still make people a little scared. Uh, in the chat, um, Enfor Enforcer says, Kobe did demand a trade after Shaq left though. No, for sure. I'm not acting like Kobe's tenure with the Lakers was not dramatic i mean at one point he almost got traded to the bulls like that was very close to happening but you know i just you, you think about even in the nfl when jerry rice ended his career like playing with the broncos and the seahawks it's like he's a niner i mean the raiders in between that too but i don't know it's just always but like shaq ended with the celtics what yeah shaq also bounced around more i i just do like the stories of yeah they stayed with one team the entire time no it's 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 understandable why why as sports fans we do we do appreciate that um but i think when you do go to the like you humanize the situation that's when you go okay like i get it you just want everything to go in that direction well coming up next we got cattles and rami of course they'll have the very latest on nfl free agency 
Still a busy day, Aaron Rodgers. It sounds like maybe leaning toward the Jets. The Jets adding players that maybe he would want to play with him. Darren Waller got traded. The Niners add Sam Darnold. And, of course, they'll talk about Kings and Bucks. We love you guys so, so, so much. But we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your day. See ya!